I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season 6, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada, within about 12 months. So she was scared. Something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto. Yes. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carver. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. You sent me an article this morning that I've tried to read now 10 times and I can't get past the first line. So it was on Market Watch. And the article was, what's the dirtiest surface on an airplane? Yeah, correct. The results may surprise you. So this, I'll tell you where I keep stop, where I can't get past. Okay. Okay, so I read this part. Marketplace analyzed over 100 samples on 18 flights, finding mold, staff, and potentially harmful pathogens. Use tampons, sandwiches, loose condoms, smartphones, dirty diapers. What do they all have in common? Flight attendants tell Marketplace they've all found these in seat pockets of an airplane. That's where I stop reading. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The article is... Uh... I, 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 I will read on because I can see it at the corner of my eye. There's one more really interesting part of this. Yeah. Keep reading. Okay. Because that's not the dirtiest... So here, so again, part of the airplane. And I know what you're, I know what you're thinking. When I say use tampons, sandwiches, loose condoms, smartphones, dirty diapers yeah. on flights. Yeah. I know what you're thinking. Sometimes you can't help it. You're flying over to Europe. It's crazy long. Everybody, it's all chaos inside the plane. Sometimes one bathroom doesn't work and you all have to make do. The flights that they took to test all these things were between Ottawa and Montreal. It's super short. <laughs> okay. A jump. A jump. <laughs> what are you doing with a condom on a flight from Ottawa to Montreal? Right. Safety first. Okay. <laughs> right? What are you doing? Safety what are you first. doing with a condom on a flight from Ottawa to Montreal? I need to know. I need to know, like, whose life is that great? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who's living that life? That you're running through condoms like that? <laughs> that you're running through condoms on a flight from Ottawa to Montreal. Yeah. Explain that to me. Uh, so on each flight, they swab the seatbelt, the tray table, the headrest, the seat pocket, and the bathroom handle. And they did a top five list of the most disgusting things. So at number five was the seatbelt. That actually had the lowest total uh, count uh, for surfaces tested. Perfect. Uh, mold and yeast found on one-third of samples. The tray table was at number four. High mold levels they found. Number three was the bathroom handle. Gross. Number two was the seat pocket in front of you. 
Again, that's where people put dirty diapers and loose condoms. <laughs> also, sandwiches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I've seen people on planes where they blow their nose, and that's where they put the tissue. You know, in, in now that flight. I think about it, whenever I'm on a plane, yeah. I use that front pocket to put stuff. Like I put my headphones. No, you don't. Or I will Do put you really. Yeah, or I'll put my phone. Or if I have my iPad with me, no and if way. I'm not using it, I will shove it in that seat pocket. No, I, I treat those seat pockets like I always used to treat a well when I was a kid. Because your parents always made you afraid that that one time a kid fell down a well, so you were never to go near a well. <laughs> to me, I get on a plane, that seat pocket is a well, I'm going to fall down. I go nowhere near. Oh, yeah, I, I go nowhere near that seat pocket. <laughs> I use that pocket like it nope. is a pocket. I do not touch <laughs> it. Gross. And the number one worst disgusting place on an airplane, according to Market Watch, was the headrest. <laughs> yeah, the headrest. Uh, Can you read out what, what yeah. they found on there? Okay, yeah. Um, the, uh, By the way, if, if you're taking a flight this morning, anywhere? Yeah. Or at some point this week, listen to this. Yeah, so it's the headrest is filled with uh, uh, bacteria and E. coli, right? That's so gross. It's not good. It's not good. That's where you like. Oh, and I'm so tall too that wherever where we're all where everybody else's E. coli gets left because yeah. I'm so tall, their E. coli doesn't touch the back of my head. Uh-huh. It probably touches the back of my neck. Oh, gross! So you right? got an E. coli neck, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's so gross, yeah, dude. Now, now I know what I need to comment <laughs> for. <laughs> the Rosin Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, the date today is November 1st. Correct. Today is uh, Make Dinner Day. This day encourages the men in your life to try out their culinary skills. And today is also the seventh anniversary of Meat and Bolts. What? <laughs> you remember years ago, whenever anything would, Maury felt that he was wronged by somebody or a corporation or a company, he would always write what he called a strongly worded letter. Yeah. And today, fittingly enough on Men Make Dinner Day, it's the anniversary of Meat and Bolts. This was the letter that Maury wrote to a grocery store. Oh, after he right. after he purchased this seven years ago, it's the seven year oh anniversary my. of this of meat nonsense. and bolts. So let me read you. Let me remind you, and let's revisit meat and bolts because okay. it really is one of my favorite letters that Damon Mori has ever written. I'm a loyal customer to your store. I'm there all the time, picking up stuff I need for home. The staff is great. The store is clean. So when something like the following happens. It really puts a bad taste in your mouth, literally. After a long day at work, the last thing you need is issues when making food. The menu tonight was pasta with ground beef, both from your store. Sadly, I won't be able to enjoy my culinary creation tonight as we found a little bolt slash washer in the meat. (laughs) How is this even possible? I'm really glad I found this as we all kept thinking, what if... What if I could have died or worse? <laughs> Hold on. Question again. Yeah. And I'm sure I ask this every single year. Correct. So for the seventh time yes. you know, on the seventh anniversary. Uh, of meat bolts. Of meat yeah. bolts. What is worse, okay. than, worse than death? Okay. So <laughs> I'm glad we right. found this. As we all keep thinking, keep thinking, what if I could have died or worse, <laughs> suffered permanent damage to my insides. Oh! 
<laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that may be you my, should flip those around in your letter, bro. It may be my favorite thing anybody has ever written in the history of the world. Or worse. Yeah. So hold on. Getting something stuck in your intestines is, is worse than death? Yes, apparently. So let me continue here. <laughs> okay. I feel this is important to bring to your attention, as maybe there's an issue with the meat supplier or the machine in store. I really hope your store stands behind their products and prides themselves in customer care. I'm not looking for compensation, oh. but will accept it as a form of acknowledgement of the air. Oh, God. <laughs> you, so you are looking for compensation. Yes. <laughs> but I swear to God, we kept thinking, what if? What if I could have died? Or worse. <laughs> Maybe my favorite thing anybody has ever written. So that's the uh, the seventh anniversary of uh, Meat and Bolts. Did you ever get your discount, Maury? Come in here, my love. Did they ever send you anything at all? Or worse? I don't remember how this wrapped up. No, no reply, nothing. Nothing, no reply. Nothing. So so I guess this is the seventh uh, year anniversary but, of no reply for me. You still bolts. go to that store, though, don't you? I have, z- I have no choice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. You were talking just now, Roz, that uh, it is the seven-year anniversary of the letter that Dammy Mori wrote to a grocery store. Meat and bolts. Meat and bolts. A bolt or washer is what was found in the ground beef that Dammy Mori was mixing into their pasta. No, not his pasta, his culinary creation. His culinary creation. Quote, unquote. Uh, so speaking of anniversaries, I would like to wish my wife, Jenna... A happy four-year wedding anniversary. Is it your wedding anniversary? Today is my wedding anniversary, Why did yes. I think that it was warm when you got married? No, well, it was a nice day. Yeah, it was a nice day. Oh, It was decent. It was actually, I remember it was cool in the morning. Yeah. It snowed for like, like flurries for like maybe really? five, ten minutes. I thought that you, I thought And for then sure. it, it kind of sh- warmed up as the day the day progressed. I thought I, in my head it was a, it was very much a summer wedding or like a, an early summer wedding. No, oh, congratulations! One of, the, one of the nicest, most fun weddings I've ever been to. Yeah, I had a blast. I'm glad you did. And how many years now? Four years. Four years. Well, congratulations Thank on you. that. So happy ver- happy uh, anniversary to my wife Jenna. I how are you. things going? What do you mean amazing? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Doesn't hurt to ask. Things are great. I'm like more in love now than I was ever before. Never hurts to ask. Um, when, you know, I think back to the day and every year I'm always reminded of how hilarious my dad Vern was. Oh yes. Right. At the reception. Thank God you with, said that. Cause I thought you were going to say that you're always reminded that I left before 10. Oh, <laughs> that is true. let's talk about your dad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so my dad gets up to the podium and I love playing this because i don't i still to this day don't know if it was timed this way if he had somebody else at the reception that was in on this or right. if it legit happened naturally but my dad and my mom stand up to the podium to give a speech and before he even says anything he takes something takes a piece of paper out of his, the inside of his jacket he's got his glasses on he's getting ready all set and all of a sudden <laughs> His cell phone starts ringing. That's awesome. That wasn't planned. <laughs> he said it wasn't planned, but to yeah. this day, I will never know because anytime I ask him, he's like, "No, I don't know who called." Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and the second favorite part of 
what happened when he was at the podium. His loving speech. Is his loving speech <laughs> and all the advice he gives. And because he's an accountant, yeah. of course, he had to slip in some financial advice so for the newly married couple. My advice in keeping your marriage happy and healthy, never go to bed in an angry frame of mind. Number two, always manage your financial affairs <laughs> in a prudent and responsible fashion. <laughs> Number three, always keep in touch with your mother's-in-law. A friend of mine said that he did not speak to his mother-in-law for over a year. It was not that he did not like her, he said. He just didn't want to interrupt her. <laughs> Vern got mad Here we go The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast Where's York? Is that like Uptown kind of thing? York? Yeah Like Why? York where York University is? Yeah York York police charge uh, a woman with witchcraft and fraud What? What do you mean? In an evil, quote, evil spirit scam. (laughs) Come on. What do you mean? After nearly a year-long investigation, York police have charged a uh, a Toronto woman with witchcraft and fraud after allegedly costing one of her victims $600,000 in evil spirit blessing scam. Excuse me? $600,000. The investigation started in 2017 when a 67-year-old man uh, reported a financial abuse incident. And cops said uh, in a statement yesterday that investigators learned that the victim had met a psychic using the name Evina approximately four years earlier. The woman, police said, had convinced the victim that in order to get rid of evil spirits in his house, that he should sell his house and transfer the money into her account where she would hold it until the spirits left. Get out of here. According to I'm going to hold your money until these spirits are gone. Yes, sir. According to the police, the suspect did not return the money and later told the victim that she needed an additional $6,000, <gasps> which she said that she would burn to ward off spirits. Get out of here. The victim sold his car and used what? his credit card and other forms of payments to meet several other financial demands. Come on. Samantha Stevenson, 27 years old, has been charged with pretending to practice witchcraft, fraud over $5,000, and possession of property obtained by crime. You should be ashamed of yourself, lady. Okay, anyone. Can I just say this right now? Yeah. So, Samantha Stevens, 27, charged with pretending to practice witchcraft. Yes. Anyone who claims that they can do this stuff should be charged with practicing to witchcraft so when you walk down the street and you see those psychic neon signs and windows every single person in those places should be charged because they're they're stealing from people oh for sure it's just happening on a much smaller scale yeah so how samantha stevens when she came up with a great racket and said why don't you sell your house give me the money while i clean it of spirits and and then i'll give you the money back poor guy that went to see her sucker not poor guy sucker idiot but you don't know what his situation is yeah ghosts right idiot maybe he fell on hard times or no, I know, I idiot. Know. Okay, I have zero sympathy for the man. Zero. He must Z- have been really. I don't know. He must have been zero. like really, really in a dark place. Zero. Like completely desperate, looking for an answer to something, and thought he would find that answer from this Samantha Stevens. Yes, because he's lived a life where people have told him that ghosts and psychics are real, and when you tell that to your children, it's child abuse. 
Okay. I, don't know, I feel bad for the guy. It's child abuse it's because they, they grow man. up. They grow up to be a 67 year old who sells their house and gives 600 grand to a local psychic. That's what happens when you tell your children that people have psychic abilities and that ghosts are real. They grow up to be 67 where they go broke because some 27 year old with a neon sign told them to sell their house and then said, also, you need to give me six thousand more dollars so I can burn it for you. <laughs> and then and then you sell your car and you do that, too. That's what happens. Oh, no. So if you're going to charge the 27 year old for stealing six hundred grand, you also have to charge the people that do this on top of a uh, pizza joint in Parkdale. Because they're doing the exact same oh, thing. Shoot, you can't even tell specific okay. right now. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just on a smaller wow. level. Anyway, any right? more addresses you want to throw out there? <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. We got an SOS, Roz. Oh, no. Literally, the person texted us that said SOS. They typed the word SOS? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Razamoka, I desperately need your help fixing my life. Oh, no. I love this. Go ahead. I'm moving to Whistler, BC in three weeks and have met a man who's about to derail it all. S-O-S. Oh, no. Hey, it's Razamoka. We're here to help. Oh, yay! <laughs> What's your name? Elise. Okay, Elise. Yes. Where do you live right now? Um, York Mills and Bayview okay, in Toronto. So, okay, so you're in Toronto and you're moving where? To Whistler, like out west. For work? Um, Like I quit my real job to go teach skiing. Oh God, you're one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, what was your quote unquote real job? Uh, consulting. Okay. okay, and so just so you can go skiing in Whistler, BC. Yes. How exactly. old? Are, how old are you? Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Okay, so you're you're super young, and so you're all set to move to Whistler. And what happened? You met a guy in Toronto. Uh, yeah. Okay. How long? <laughs> Why do you say it like that? Because it hurts. <laughs> because like it's just so annoying. Yeah. Okay. How long have Why you? Not? How long have you known this guy? Uh, we started talking and dating like at the beginning of August, but I've known him for a few years. He's like a friend of a friend. Okay. Oh, okay. But things started to like pick up just in August. Yeah. How okay. long? How long have you been? Are you serious with him? Like, are you a guy's boyfriend, girlfriend right now? No, but like that's part of the issue because like he's having panics about me leaving, so he's acting like a fool. But like I'm also panicked about me leaving, and then I'm like, well, is it even worth it? Like, I don't know. What does acting like a fool mean? Like he literally like I woke up one night when I was at his apartment, and he wasn't in the bed anymore, and so I go find him, and he's like in the fetal position on the couch, like freaking out about the fact that I'm leaving. <laughs> Get out of okay, here. Okay. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm dead serious. Yeah. How okay. old How old is he? He's also 24. He's also 24. Okay. okay. Uh, do you guys love each other? Okay. No, not there yet. No. Okay. no it's, it's obvious you guys don't love each other. Yeah. <laughs> and so you want to what? You, you need help as to whether you should stay for this guy and not go teach skiing in Whistler? Not like so much stay but i'm just like do i bother with this guy and like keep seeing him for these three weeks and like see what could happen or do i just like call it a day right now uh, but what like what are you hoping is going to happen because regardless in the next three weeks you are out of here 
you're going to be in Whistler, BC. Correct. Okay. So are you asking us whether you should move to Whistler or whether you should just not see this guy for the three weeks that you're going to be in town before you go to Whistler? Like a bit of both. Yeah, no, you're, don't, you're not going to stay for him. You're yeah. not at that point okay. yet. No, hell no. Don't do that. Okay. But what's wrong with you guys just like making the most out of the next three weeks? I guess like, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. But I guess it's just hard. Like, I feel like we're both in each other's heads because like I'm leaving. But it's like we still have three weeks. Why don't we just enjoy this time? Yeah. Like, do you see a future with this guy? Uh, I just, it's too soon to tell. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. just enjoy the next three weeks. Okay. You still have, you I sound like. I'm, I, don't get me wrong. I am all for massive gestures for love. I am all for jumping off cliffs and doing crazy stuff in life uh, for love. I'm a huge, I'm a huge believer in that. And uh, I think that a lot of times you got to follow your head, but there's a lot of times you got to follow your heart. And it sounds to me like you are still have a lot of personal adventure in you, and that's why you left a very regular job and you're sort of jumping off a cliff and you're going to head to Whistler to teach skiing. You got a lot of. Adventure Adventure in you, and I don't think that you should let anything really stop you from that. Because if you stay for this guy, you will then feel the same way about not going to Whistler in a very short period of time. That will then okay. that will then be the thing that you're obsessing about, guaranteed. And as far as what to do with this next three weeks, if you enjoy each other's company and you get along together and you fit and you make each other laugh, there's nothing wrong with spending time with somebody, even though that time is going to be limited. There's, I not, can there's, try not, that. There's, there's nothing wrong with it. And it's certainly not cruel because it, it's nothing is going to be a surprise. He already knows you're leaving. Yeah. Now, if he true. now now if he feels that it's too hard and he doesn't want to hang out with you for these for these next three weeks, then then that then that's fine. And then then you can't be you can't be bummed about that. Yeah, that would be fair. But I think that you just and, and Mo can I say this, you know, so often, whether it's a new relationship or an older relationship, you have one job above all other jobs. And that job is to just tell the truth. Yeah, and I think that I need to like look at this as practice. Like I'm just going to practice being super honest with him. Yeah, and then it's matter because I'm leaving anyway, and I'll go meet an Australian. Right. I think more. You want to know how hot the guy is? Is that why you came in here? Like, are you leaving? Like, are you leaving? Are you leaving some real quality meat behind? I just wanted to know if you need someone to take care of him. Like, right, yeah. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah. yeah. Damn, Maury, who I is also, quote unquote happily married. Yeah. I was going to disagree with Morris just a little bit because if you only have a couple of weeks with somebody and you laugh and you have a good, good time and stuff, but it's only going to be short lived, you're only going to think about the end. It's like knowing when you're going to die. It's all you're going to think about. Yeah, but sometimes that makes it real exciting, though. Yeah, but it's like. You know every song is going to end, but you enjoy it while it plays. Yeah, everything, yeah, everything, everything ends. At least, I think you, you already know it. what the answer is. You just needed, like, confirmation from Razamoka. Yeah, you're is right. I just needed yeah. validation. But, like, yeah. is he is he super hot? Uh, he's like a seven. He's, oh, oh okay. wow. Yeah, listen. <laughs> Nobody, no. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, you okay. ain't sticking around for a seven. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Thank right. you guys so much. You got, I love you. You're, you are young and you're about to have an awesome adventure. And sometimes love gets in the way of stuff. And man, you got to deal. But this is not going to be the first, uh, the last time you got to deal with this in your life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, and Elise, uh, before we let you go, real good news. You can still listen to the Razamoga show even when you are out in Whistler, BC. You can get our podcast. Uh, we are yeah. on in, uh, in Vancouver on Kiss Radio out there. And then, also in uh, Victoria on KISS 1031. Oh, okay, good. I was worried about what I was going to do. Thank you, Elise. Have a good day, guys. Thank, Thank you, you hon. Bye-bye. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. 
as the days go by, mm. it's getting a little colder and colder and colder and colder. Eventually, we'll hit that time where it is dead ass freezing outside. So in order to prep for that, what you need to do is think about somewhere warm. And not only think about somewhere warm, but why not think about traveling to somewhere <laughs> warm? Excuse me. Bless you. Uh, oh. Like Portugal, one of the warmest countries in Europe. Look at me. I'm getting a, a winter cold already. <laughs> and it's still only fall. <laughs> uh, I'm fascinated with Portugal. And Maury over the years has said so much about Portugal. And I know a lot of other people that have family there and they travel there regularly. And it really is one of those life-changing destinations that maybe is not on the top of your list. But there's many reasons why Portugal should be on the top of your list. Uh, you know me. I like warm weather and beaches. Portugal got it all. Air Transat flies to Lisbon in the winter months three times a week and weekly to Faro and Porto. And of course, if you want to do a little bit more than just kick it on the beach and enjoy that sunshine in Lisbon, you can navigate your way through the entire city, uh, either by foot, by tram, or by subway to check out all that beautiful scenery, uh, hit up some of the bars, check out the architecture, and of course, the numerous heritage sites. Sorry. <laughs> I've been fighting and sneeze this whole time. Are you serious? Yeah. My eyes are watering. My eyes are watering. Anyway. You got, uh, you got that winter, that winter I know, sneeze ready to I come know. out. Anyway, Portugal, do it. This winter, you will love it. All the details, you can find that, as Mocha said. Go to airtransit.com. I didn't say that because oh, you were probably sorry. too busy concentrating on anything. sneezing or Honestly, not sneezing. Honestly, like my ears start popping when I have to sneeze and everything. Okay, try All to right. get that sneeze out okay. real quick because we got to take this phone call. Lisa on line one. Hello, this is the Ronza Mocha Show. Hi, how are you? Doing great. How are you today? Good, I'm fine. I'm just driving to Acton what? for my job. Oh. You work in Acton? The company I work for moved to Acton, yes. What company is that? Acton, by the way, Ronza's hometown. Very small it, town. That's yes, where I grew up. I know. Yeah. Uh, Camwell Building Materials. What do they build? What do they What do? They do? We, we don't. We're a lumber and building supply company. Okay. We're a wholesaler. We sell to the big box stores and oh, wow. other home home hardware and type of thing. Nice. Okay. So, you, yeah, I actually, I, I'm in, inside sales. Okay. I love the drive because I get to listen to you guys longer wow. now because it's the, the longer drive. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where do you commute from? Brampton. Oh, okay. We, wow. We used to have a, our location in Brampton. Yeah. So it's a uh, it's a pleasure every morning to listen to you guys. I just wish it was a longer drive. Well, you, you I don't must, really wish you it must was be long. you may be the only person whose commute to work is from Brampton to Acton. Yeah. I don't. I don't know a lot of. Jeez, that's crazy. It's it's so interesting too. I was thinking about this the other night. You know, just like where you sort of grow up and the opportunities that are in front of you. I was reading a lot of articles on millennials and how difficult it is for them and how everybody's sort of feeling just despondent and run down and they have no future and how we all had it so much better. And I remember growing up in Acton where you didn't have the ability to learn a skill and make money just simply online at a computer. Like you couldn't learn how to write code and then find a job where right. you didn't have to leave. And figure it out on your own. Yeah, you didn't. There was no this. I remember when telecommuting was a thing and what telecommuting was are these new people who were able to work from home on a computer and the people at their office would then get their work remotely. It right. was this brand new thing. The future is now. People. That, that was the future. When So growing up for me, like when you thought of the best jobs that were available and the coveted jobs that were in Acton, like when you looked at what was available to young people and your goals. Anything. 
No, it was the it vinyl siding factory. Yeah. That was the oh, hype. Okay. That was that was the hype. That was if you could land a job at the vinyl siding factory, you had it made. Like that was the wow. that was the goal. That was as big and as great as it got. So when you when you look at sort of opportunities that young people have today and you can argue that we didn't have it much better then you know my dream was to get a job at a vinyl siding factory yeah. and you did didn't you and i did yeah hey lisa so people who are working wow. at this factory uh that you work at in acton are they all from acton or are majority oh. of the employees coming in from outside of of acton i think there's two people that work here and they're actually new hires so they're two people that that have recently been hired that live in acton oh wow um but most some people come from pickering wow wow pickering to acton uh, holy that's yes. a long drive that's a long drive it's, it's insane but no we're we're kind of all from everywhere like guelph hamilton you know brampton a lot of people from brampton obviously because that's where that's where we moved from. Yeah. It's a nice drive. It's actually a very calming drive. It's a relaxing drive. Hey, have you ever driven no by um, the Raza street sign? No. Where is it? Do you know? Okay. Ross, no. like eight years ago uh, in his hometown of Acton, had, there was this big ceremony. There's like a parade and everything. <laughs> and we showed up. Wow. The morning show showed up and uh, they unveiled a street sign. It's mm-hmm. Ross Weston Lane. Yeah, and it, it's by the Tim Hortons. It's it's the alley, the like the the unpaved alley <laughs> that runs behind the Tim Hortons and the beer store. Okay. Yeah, I was just over there yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Have you see. ever looked at that, that sign? Have you ever looked at that alley? I, I haven't. I haven't. I I can't say that I have. Okay. Right. Next yeah. time you're in that area and you go to that Tim Hortons or the beer store, um, take a look at the uh, the lane that connects the two behind the Tim Hortons okay. and look at that sign. It says Roz Weston Lane. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I'll do that. I will wow. do that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? Me? Is this for real? No, you, this is 100% for real. No, yeah. this is yeah. for real. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to yeah. go driving around acting looking Listen, for something that doesn't exist. Mayor Rick Benet did like a big big celebration that day that yeah. we did the uh the sign unveiling. It was a, it was a huge deal. Wow. Okay, yeah. I will look. I will okay. look. Yeah, go look. go and find it. Take a for picture sure. of it, send it to us. I will, for right sure. Okay. All right. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks guys. Have a great day. Bye you too. Bye-bye. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Justin Bieber does know how to eat a burrito, right? Well, no, 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 no. We don't know that 100%. We just know the picture of Justin Bieber eating a burrito the wrong way was not actually Justin Bieber. This was done by uh, guys who run a website called Yes Theory, and they do these elaborate pranks. And they decided to fool the world and make people believe that Justin Bieber was too dumb to know how to eat a burrito. (laughs) The problem is we all fell for it because why not? Yeah, of course. Right? But the guy in the picture was not actually Justin Bieber. It's a guy who really, really looks like Justin Bieber. His name is Brad Souza. Yo, Brad, welcome to the Raza Mocha Show. How's it going? Good. Good. So I guess the good news is Justin Bieber maybe does know how to eat a burrito. Is that what we can get from all this? (laughs) I guess you never know. (laughs) You look uh, a lot like Justin Bieber, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I've been getting a lot for a couple of years now. Do you, uh, you make a lot of money being a Justin Bieber lookalike? Mm, no, not really, to be honest. How did this happen? Where are you from? I'm from Cambridge, Ontario. Okay, cool. And so how did these, how did this all come together? Like they found you on social and said, hey, we want you to help us hoax the world. How did this happen? Yeah, so pretty much um, Zach. He's the manager of Yes Theory. Um, I met him a couple of times through a mutual friend, and we were following each other on Instagram for a while. And like, my Instagram was pretty like had a pretty good following just because of that. And like, 
people just found me through Instagram. Right. So he pretty much just DM me and he's like, yo, like, like we'll fly you out to LA if you want to like do this prank. I think it'll be funny. It could possibly go viral. And I was like, yeah, I'd be down for that. Why not? So <laughs> went out and did it. And next thing you know, it was viral within 48 hours. Now, the question that I had was, did they let Justin Bieber or his management know that this was going on? That I actually don't know, but I do know that Yes Theory and Scooter Braun are really good friends. That's why Scooter Braun posted on his Instagram as well. Oh, okay. So they, they were ha- they were okay with it afterwards, right? They had to have known because yeah. there's no way. If the world thought that you ate a burrito wrong, don't you think that you would be like, hey, guys, that ain't me? Yeah. Or Scooter Braun. For you like know? Or, three, four days. Yeah, or Bieber's dad, who in the past has talked a lot about Justin's burrito. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, like his yeah. his dad, if the world thought that I did something like super wrong, that's embarrassing, you would say something. You wouldn't let it go a whole weekend. They had to have told them. Yeah, for sure. And he and Scooter Run, he even posted it like two days after on his Instagram for one minute. Right. And now it's up there permanently. All right. So, Brad, uh, for a company to fly you out to L.A., have you sit on a bench eating a burrito sideways and having that <laughs> get posted and going as viral as it did. How much you get paid for a gig like that? Oh, snap. To be honest, man, nothing. No. I didn't. I knew that. Nothing. nothing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. No, nothing. Uh, well, so, what do you get out of this then? Well, I mean, I don't know. Things. Honestly, I don't. I don't really know. I just. I thought it'd be funny. It was jokes. I knew. I knew Zach was my buddy, and I knew that. They, like, yes, they're like they're pretty a big deal on YouTube. They have like over two point five million subscribers. Yeah. So, like, I just thought, you know what, get a little bit of clout. Like my Instagram for the past, like I've gotten over fifteen thousand followers in the past, like. 12 hours yeah wow it's so crazy like, I don't so know, like, it, could, it, could be, it could possibly open the door for me or something you know for like other stuff in the future but like my dms are just filled with people not wanting to do videos with me so oh, i mean okay. that could maybe be paid or whatever so you look like bieber you dress like bieber when you're walking down the street or you're at the mall or wherever uh you get stopped a lot from people thinking that you actually are justin bieber yeah yeah pretty much have you yeah. have you ever not corrected somebody have you ever pretended? No, I, have you ever pretended always, to be Bieber? No. Come on! No, I, always, no, I, I couldn't. I laugh too much. I'm too too much of a shy person. Oh, okay, I got Not you. even for like a cute girl. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no! Nah, come on! Come on! Come on! <laughs> All right, Brad Souza, the uh, Justin Bieber lookalike. You are the guy in the actual photo sitting on a bench eating a burrito sideways, and not the real Justin Bieber. Yes. Right. All right, my man. Thank you so much for joining us on the Roz and Mocha Show. Cool. See you guys. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So it looks like Twitter, Jack Dorsey from uh, Twitter, he's a CEO. According to the Telegraph, he wants to do away with the like button. Why? As a way to improve the quality of debate on Twitter. First of all, there is no quality debate on Twitter, but he wants to quote unquote improve the quality debate on Twitter. The rumor arrives amid renewed criticism of Twitter's failure to curb harassment and violent content on its platform. But really what this is, it's political and it's, it's ideological in the sense that there's a, a lot of people on Twitter that Twitter can't ban. They haven't really broken the law. They haven't gone too, too deep into outlandish conspiracies. They can't be charged with anything. And those people are very popular on Twitter. And the one thing Twitter does is it validates a lot of those opinions. And some of them, we're not talking racist or anti-Semitic or anything like that. Some of yeah. them are just, some of them, 
are just opinions that the people who run Twitter may happen to disagree with. Sure. And what the like button does is it's a way of acknowledging a statement or a view without having to weigh in on debate. Right. And they don't like when somebody tweets something that is on the opposite end of their political and ideological spectrum to wind up getting 40,000 likes because that validates it. And what it shows is that the community on Twitter is a whole lot more split or divided, not necessarily in a combative way than maybe they would like it to be. And then it makes the news. They don't like that those people are popular. They don't like that they contribute to people who have different views than they do for them becoming popular. And these are the ones that they can't do anything about. So wait a minute. Let me open Twitter real quick. So So they get rid of the heart the like button they want to get just going to get rid of completely, the heart or you, are they going to replace it with something else well the, if you remember the heart's new it used to just be a star yeah and it was to sort of save favorite. something favorite that you could then maybe go and read later yeah right but the heart was just a simple acknowledgement of hey i, I like this I, I like this i don't have um, to then go in because with the heart it doesn't fill up your timeline you don't have to then have an opinion on something because twitter has become a very <laughs> gross place and it's a and the, the grossness comes from all different sides uh pff, you know what's me. gonna happen though if they get rid of that button yeah. you're gonna see twitter being flooded even more with people voicing their opinions about that one particular subject but that's what they want they don't want one person with one opinion that they disagree with to get all kinds of love that's what they. That's no, what they don't that, want. No, but I think that's going to happen more, though. I don't think so. Uh, they're going to. I what, think someone. People are going to see what other somebody else tweets for how wrong it may be. Yeah. But you're going to have thousands upon thousands of people that agree with that one person. Oh sure. And if they can't go ahead and hit that little heart button, yeah, they're going to go and open up and make a comment. So you're going to see. I think way, 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 way more comments than ever before if they get rid of that yeah, button. It's just so easy to like it, though. I know more you were scared of Twitter. Come in here for a sec. Can you talk about this? Are you okay to talk about this? Yeah, of course. So the, what happened? The, the shooting, the, 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 the mass shooting at the synagogue in Pittsburgh, which was just a clear-cut case of anti-Semitism, and Jews were killed, and it was horrific. And Maury, who's Jewish... You've been silent on Twitter. You didn't say anything. You didn't even do a typical thoughts and prayers, nothing. And the reason you're silent on Twitter is because of why. I'm just afraid of saying anything and and having somebody criticize or or clap back or say something when all I meant to do was tweet something from the heart. I'm just afraid of of saying anything wrong or spelling something wrong or grammar, anything so I just figured to stay away because it's safer. See, that's mm-hmm. the problem with Twitter. The, the heart isn't the problem with Twitter. The problem with Twitter is that Maury, who's a Jew, is terrified to go on and speak from the heart about Jews that were killed because he feels that people are going to come after him for something on Twitter. Oh, for sure. That's the problem with Twitter. Oh, for It's sure. not the heart button. It's no. that the whole place is toxic. Yeah, but without that heart button, I think Twitter is going to become an even more toxic place. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to tweet this right now and like it, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. How strict were your parents when you were growing up? Oh, Oh my God. Very. Are you kidding me? Very. So they asked people 
sort of various things that maybe you were allowed to do or not allowed to do as a kid to determine how strict your upbringing was, how strict your parents were. Yeah. Uh, things like, did you have to make your bed before school every morning? <laughs> I don't think I had to. It was, I can't remember. I think in high school, I, when I was in high school, I just stopped caring and I just never did. Yeah. I think that when you're young, parents use the making the bed before morning to sort of just give you responsibility that you can handle. Yeah. Because they don't want to give you sort of too much. But when you're a boy, especially when you're a boy, the, you get to a point in your adolescence where your mom maybe dips into your room once a week reluctantly. Oh, yeah, that to, was to my collect, mom for sure. To collect trash. Yeah. Other than that, they want nothing to do with the boy's bedroom. Yeah, no. Various reasons. Yeah. I never had to make my bed. You never had to make your never. bed. Why was that? My dad didn't care. He didn't care. No. Did so, Frank make his bed? No. No. Oh. Uh, no, it was a house of boys, right? Yeah. Like, no, no, no. Boys but, understand. Yeah, Sometimes boys, on yeah. weekends, he would be like, I'm going to clean the floor, you go make your bed. Right. Just so I'm not sitting there watching. Right. Okay. So so you say, Mocha, no to making the bed? What about when you were younger? I no? would say yes. Maury, when I was younger, no. yes. Never had to make no, your bed. Still don't. Okay. Uh, were you allowed to swear in front of your parents? <gasps> oh, hell no. No? But as a grown-ass man, if I said even like the S word in front of my mother, yeah. she would ask me in like a strong Guyanese accent. Yeah. Where you learn words like that? <laughs> really? Yeah. Even you know, now? Even now as an adult. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Even now? Even, you don't you swear can. in front of your mom? No. Okay, because she like flips out. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jeez. I uh, never have. I only recently did That's when I right. was asked to. I remember that. Uh, I swear in front of my mom all the time. I swear in front of Catherine's mom too, and I don't know how appreciative she is of it, but I just only know one way to talk. You know what though? My mother-in-law swears, and I swear in front of my mother-in-law. Yeah, and she's cool with it. Yeah, yeah. What about Jenna? Does she swear in front of her yeah. mom? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, okay. but never in front of my parents. You All right. Uh, did you have a bedtime uh, when you were in elementary school? Yeah, for sure. I don't know what time though. I can't remember. No, Maury. Yes, I did. Nine p.m. Nine oh, p.m. Wow. in elementary school. That's a little late. Uh, mm-hmm. What about when you were in high school? Who have you had a bedtime in high school? Yeah. No, never. You had a bedtime in high school? No. Yeah. What was it? 10.30. Oh, 10.30. 10.30. No. I was in my room doing quote-unquote homework. Yeah. Mm Uh-huh. I know what that is. I'm a boy too, remember? Also, (laughs) I was a teenager. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why. You you don't have to lie to us like you lied to your mother. I get it. Gotta do homework. Yeah, I get it. I get it. (laughs) My dad's probably like, I'm so proud of my son. (laughs) Upstairs doing his homework. Working uh so hard. Uh And they can see when they walk by your room from looking under the door that the light is off, right? (laughs) They know. They know. He must be really concentrated. What is a 13-year-old doing in his room at 7 p.m. with the lights off? (laughs) (laughs) What could he be up to? I'm reading. All right. Uh, Did they limit your TV or hours? Um, yeah, we're talking about folks, how strict your parents were, by the way, if you're just they, joining they, us. Uh, when I was way, way younger, yeah, I think they tried to to kind of cap that and make sure that I wasn't spending the entire afternoon, entire evening watching television. Right. And Maury? No, no. no. Watch as much as you want. There you go. Okay. Uh, and uh, finally, did they ever ground you? 54% oh of people said that they got grounded as a kid. Yes. You got grounded? It started in grade five. Yeah. That's when I think I started misbehaving yeah and my teacher my grade five teacher was the one that put this idea in my dad's head 
of giving me lines to write. Oh, so I would do something oh, bad. Wow. Yeah. And my teacher, my grade five teacher, Mr. Mache, Mr. Snitch, would make me do lines at home and then I'd have to get it signed by my parents. That's the worst. So I'd do the lines. Yeah. Do people know what lines are? Yeah, you just have to write the same thing out over and over and over again. Yeah. yeah. I will not, yeah. you know, punch Paul in the face anymore. Yeah. Over and over. Two pages, both sides, every line. Yeah. <laughs> so then I have to get Vern, my dad, to do his signature. And guess what Vern would do? What? After that, send me straight back upstairs with two pieces of paper and a pen and say, Every every line, no, no skipping lines, front no. and back. You had to do extra lines. My dad, yeah. Oh, even snap. even even if Mr. Mache never gave me lines, but I got in trouble in grade five, wow. I would come home. Vern would know that I got in trouble and still give me lines. Wow, wow. Yeah, Maury had to write lines too. It was all like, I will not ruin Dad's date night. I will not ruin <laughs> Dad's date night. <laughs> Truth. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I haven't told you some jokes in a while, Roz. Oh, please do. Uh, one of my favorite Twitter accounts, at Kids Write Jokes. Oh, no. They accept jokes <laughs> written by kids, and these are all like the absolute worst jokes. Kids suck at because jokes. Because kids yeah. suck at telling and writing jokes. Yeah. All right. Knock, knock. Who's there? Peter. Peter who? Okay, LOL. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Sugar. Sugar who? Shake it or throw it on the floor. What are you doing? Those are the only options. <laughs> Okay. Again, <laughs> these are children who wrote these are like original creations. These aren't yes. jokes no. that kids just screw up telling. These are jokes created by children. Knock knock. Who's there? But 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 who? But 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 in your face. Oh wow, see? Knock knock. Who's there? Go away, I'm in the bathroom. Okay, yeah, that's great. How do you stop a vampire cook from sucking your blood? How? Shove a spatula down his mouth. Yeah, there you go. How do you know if someone is a spy? No idea. He has 10,000 passports. Right. (laughs) Why did the dragon go camping? Why? What else is he supposed to do? Exactly. Doctor, doctor, I lost my toy helmet. Oh, no. Doctor, what? I'm not at the helmet shop. Go away. <laughs> yeah. A man with a huge orange head goes in to see the doctor. The doctor says, how did you get such a huge orange head? You know what kids find hysterical just from you going through these jokes? <laughs> what? There's nothing funnier to a child than somebody being rude. <laughs> That's all these are. What did the tiger say to the wolf and the other tiger? What? Let's go catch some food, my little cool blood-eating friends. <laughs> see? Why did the crab go to prison? Why? Crimes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Two pigs are eating food. One pig eats too much and he throws up. And the other one says, don't make any more. We are not going to eat it all. (laughs) What does someone do when he is surrounded by aliens? What? He goes, ah! Yeah. And finally, at kids write jokes, terrible jokes written by kids. What does NASA stand for? I don't know. Not another spaceship. Ah! <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. More than uh, 25,000 people have signed a petition to change the date of Halloween. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And I, I'm, on, I'm on board with this, man. Should we change the date of Halloween? That's the question. And so far, as I just said, more than 25,000 people have signed the petition on change.org to move Halloween from October 31st to the last Saturday of October. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm done with that. Absolutely. Why not? I'm okay do with that? that. It would just be better for everyone. But they just have to get the entire world on board then? 
Well, no, guess, right? no, because some places like there's some cities and municipalities that do trick or treating on a specific day that is yeah. not October 31st. Like this oh, okay. does happen. And you'd be surprised how fast communities can adapt to this. Sure. Right. Um, so 25,000. That's a lot. Yeah. So it's it's on change.org. I don't know what happens after that. So this would make Halloween. That they're like bringing to the president or something. <laughs> I guess more like Labor Day as opposed to like Canada Day. Right. Sure. So Canada Day is always July, July 1st. 1st whether no. No matter what. Right. So who wants that Wednesday off? That Wednesday yeah. holiday does nothing I mean, for anyone. I'll take it. Yeah. But I'll still be pissed right. on Tuesday and, on, th- and right. on Thursday when I gotta go back to work. Where Labor Day is always the first Monday in September. Yeah. So it's always the long weekend. Yeah. And as far as I know, Halloween has been celebrated on the last day of October dating back, they say, to 2000 years when it was an ancient Celtic festival called Samhain. 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 Some hang. Yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> anyway. So, and I'm all for that. I'm all for that. Yeah, I'm good with Halloween so, being on the last I mean, Saturday. It'll be like of an unofficial change, right? So, the Halloween will still always be the 31st, but no. officially. No, Halloween. No, 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 no. no, no. Halloween will then October be. October 31st will just be October 31st. October 31st. And Halloween will be whatever the last Saturday of October is. It makes sense because yeah. this weekend everyone did their costumes and everything. That's, well, that's yeah. traditionally like all the parties, like all the bars, all the clubs. Everyone's going to party on a Wednesday. Everybody does their big Halloween celebration yeah. on the Saturday of October, last yeah. Saturday in October. And if yeah. this passed, then all the kids would have done trick-or-treating this past Saturday. Yeah, or yeah. and Halloween would be done. And then they I would have been at Walmart yesterday buying them 50% off chocolates. Yes, yes. yeah. Right. And and like the, when and kids' dress-up day for school would have been last Friday. Yeah, which, uh, was it not? N- no. No, because no, they're going to do it on Wednesday. They're going to do it on Wednesday. Yeah, so Halloween, so kids' dress-up day would, I guess, then be the Friday before the last Saturday. It would be the last Friday yeah. of October. That's when kids I'm would dress up that. at school. Where and do I sign up? Halloween. Change.org, and I don't okay. know. Okay. And, and, and how, how official is that, though? I mean, like then, I mean, if you present it to the man. president, then you still have to go to the prime minister of a Canada. Lot of, a lot of people have signed petitions on change.org that gained traction, made the news, and made it up to the higher levels yeah and I, I mean we could easily do this in toronto like sure. there's there's nothing stopping a local sort of municipality or you could do this in toronto they could we could have Can we just call the friggin mayor yeah you could Can i we guess just call I, mayor john tory and I, be like yeah listen but then does he have to then bring it to doug ford no no no, no because ford. you just do it in toronto yeah and he can just make that official. Sure. I don't care about why Doug not? Ford and what he's got to say. Yeah. Why not? Why couldn't you? But I'm all for that. I think that. So Halloween would be over. We would be sitting here today being like, ah, Halloween was great. Yeah. Fantastic. Right? It was amazing. Yeah. So many kids showed up. Saturday. I'm all for that. Gave away all that candy. Went to Walmart on Sunday. Yeah. Got that 50% off right. deal. Yeah. We'd all have a brand new pimple today. Right? Oh, right. man. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yeah, hey, Maury, I saw a picture of you that you boasted of you and Matthew dressed, was it the two little girls from The Shining? Yes. In dresses. And the right. And wigs. Yeah. You both had your glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. How did you get Matthew to do, uh, agree to do that with you? I, it was not easy. No, it was no, not easy. Not easy at all. Because it's a dress, or he just didn't want to play along with you? Because he doesn't want to get dressed up in a costume, and oh, you right. know, he was too busy. Yeah. <laughs> too busy on the weekend. <laughs> 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 well, uh, the damn it. 
Oh, did you record it? Yeah. Oh yeah, my of god. Of course. Of okay. course. The conversation happened in the condo, and of course, oh, Dan no. Mori recorded what happened when he told Dan and Matthew, "Hey, I got these costumes from Couples the Shining." Costume. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. The twins. Oh no. It's couples costume time. I'm not getting into a costume right now. Why not? It's couples costume. I am f- cleaning right now. You're bugging me right now in the middle of cleaning. You don't do anything for me. Oh, really? I think you might want to rethink that statement. <laughs> Please, costume time. Maury, get out of my face. We're going to be the twin little girl sisters that kill people. Don't know who they are. From that movie. What movie? You know, the the one... I don't know. That's why I'm, like, wondering. Where they look the same. Do and they're in know. a hallway, and it's no, scary. don't know this. We're gonna be... Because we are twins. We are not <laughs> twins. Everyone says we are. Oh, God, our neighbors, if they're hearing any of this. <laughs> Can I at least show you the costumes? Fine. Where do you hide all these things? Okay, so this is the dress. I'm not getting into this. And then this is the shoes. Where did you get these? The internet. Are you spending money on this? Yes, it's Halloween. Are you spending money on this? Yes, it's Halloween. No. Ow! Oh my god! What did you do? I cut myself. (laughs) On what? The dress. Box, Maury. Oh. What is this? Those are the socks that we wear. Okay, this is not happening. Yes, it no, is. No, it's not. <laughs> just for one photo. I don't need this for a photo. I do not care. So we'll just try it on quick. <laughs> oh, God. Does it get you to shut up? Yes. I'll see you in your costume. Okay. <laughs> so. Okay, so th- you put it on, obviously, because I saw the picture. But I didn't know that he was this disgruntled about yeah, it. Yeah, trying to clean. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. Devin Matthew does not want to get into this costume. Yeah. Also, Maury, the twin girls from The Shining they didn't kill anyone. Yeah, why don't you say we're going to dress up as like the, the girls from The Shining, not dress up as twin girls who kill people? Yeah. Like, that is a hell of a pitch. <laughs> Little girls who kill people. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the point is, the two of them got into the costume. Okay. There's a Velcro on the back of the dress. There's no Velcro. This is polyester. Cheap back of look. <laughs> And then you just do I'm the back of the bag. Tactically going into a paper bag. I think you need to lose some weight before you get in this. It doesn't go. Yes, it'll go. The shoes are not going to fit me. These are an eight. An eight in women's. An eight in women's is not an eight in men. So hair just supposed to come down like that? Yeah, and then we'll put this in the back so no. you can see the length. <laughs> you look like Mariah Carey. I was gonna say, <laughs> you look like a forty-year-old Jewish mom. How come yours has more curls than me? I don't know, but I love it. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I'm an ugly woman. Oh my god, I know what it is. I what? didn't shave. No, but that's almost funnier. It's just who cares? It's fine. If we're not drag queens. We're little girls. <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, uh. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I don't know how much of this I believe, but they've sort of tried to break it down just how much calories you can burn while being scared. Oh, yeah? So getting your heart rate up, we know, burns calories. And exercise isn't the only way this can happen, they say. Scary movies can do it, too. Okay. A new study of the UK found that watching a scary movie for 90 minutes burns about 150 calories. 
the same as a 30 minute walk come on what? Come, come on, on. come on so like all them times that i scared damn and worry yeah movies with jump scares they say work the best okay and then so they broke it down by here are the 10 scary movies that the study looked at and how many extra calories they burn okay so at number nine the blair witch project you burn 105 calories apparently watching that movie i don't really like that movie texas chainsaw massacre 107 calories okay Paranormal Activity, 111 calories. That movie's freaky. Nightmare on Elm Street, 118 calories. Yeah. Saw, 133 calories. Yeah. Alien, 152 calories. The Exorcist, apparently you burn 158 calories watching that, that movie. Freaky. Jaws, 161 calories. And at number one on the list where you will burn 184 calories. Yeah. The Shining. Oh, yeah? Yeah, which I didn't find, I find it stressful. I don't find it too, too scary, I though. I don't find that movie scary. I, I would rank Paranormal Activity higher on that list. As far as a scare goes, as right? As far as scare yeah, that's what messing I, with you, yeah. yeah. But The Shining has its reputation for being like this super scary movie, but I just found it like, I found it uh, like unnerving more, yeah. than, more than scary. I found it like very stressful, almost like... Remember Requiem for a Dream? Sure. How stressful that movie was? Yeah. Very, like, just stressful. Darren Aronofsky I wouldn't say, yeah, I wouldn't stressful say it was a scary, movies. scary movie. Yeah, but I wouldn't say that The Shining was, uh, was all that stressful. But apparently you burn, Maury, 184 calories watching The Shining. You should have told that to Matthew before you guys dressed as a little girls from The Shining. Right, and then we would have been in shape. Yeah, right. What was that? That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I put up the, uh, you know that uh, spiderweb nonsense that you can stretch all over your house? Decorations, yeah. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. Halloween decorations? Yeah, yes, I do know those. Yeah, so we did that yesterday. Uh-huh. That stuff is such a pain in my ass, man. I know. And uh, then on like Wednesday night, you're going to have to take it all down. Or no, Thursday. No, no, I leave it up forever. All throughout like Christmas and stuff? <laughs> no, I think last year we left our spiderwebs up until... Oh, geez. Way, like way into November. Way, way, way into November. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it is such a pain in the ass to put up that stuff. It's so difficult. And when you start, like I had a hangnail and I was spreading this stuff out over uh, the the brick. Yeah. And then like a little bit of that spiderweb gets caught in the hangnail. And then next thing you know, you're wrapped in spiderweb. Yeah. Like if you have anything on you that this stuff will catch on. It wraps it wraps you up. So do it's you like put real spider web. A mix of uh big spiders, little spiders, or there's just like all one size. It comes or is with that like four. one massive spider. No, it comes with four spiders. Oh, so okay. we just use the Like what size? I don't know. They're They're gross. I don't it's know. like the size it's like this big, I guess. Yeah. The My size wife is of terrified like a, of spiders. Do do kids nowadays know what a silver dollar is? No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, what? Uh, okay. You used to be able to say that. You used to be able to say, how big is that? And you'd be like, oh, like the size of a silver dollar. And people would know. Right. But now you can't say that. So it would be the size of like. A toonie? A poker chip. No, kids don't even. Jeez, um, <laughs> what's that size? It's like this. It's bigger than a toonie. Uh-huh. Like what's just oh, bigger like than a toonie? A five knee? Oh, I got it right now. Okay. You know what it's the size of? What? Uh, you know a roll of toilet of uh, uh, toilet paper. Yes, 
so that diameter, not the whole oh. roll, an empty roll, an empty roll of toilet paper. Gotcha. Okay. It's that size. Okay. Right? Silver dollar size is what that's called, <laughs> kids. Okay. <laughs> the size of a pog. Yeah. Like you used to be able to say, how big is that thing? I don't know. It's the size of a cigarette lighter. People don't know how big that is. <laughs> what? Right. People don't know how big that is. <laughs> anyway, so it's such a huge pain in the ass to put this stuff up. Um, but then we put the spiders on and everything else and then the house looks great and now I have no desire to take it down. So it's going to be up till Christmas. What other, um, we're going to have a th- spooky Christmas. Yeah, well, what other, <laughs> what other Halloween decorations did you put up? Yeah, well, uh, we don't, we usually bring out everything out else on Halloween oh, because okay. everything else is sort of like lights and, sure. and all this other stuff. So we'll do that on actual Halloween. Oh, okay. But yesterday was just like sort of the get the spider webs taken care of because that's the biggest pain and then everything else can just sort of happen day of, right? right? Do you decorate at all? No? Uh, no, not yet. No, huh? No. Not we, yet. Yeah. No, I mean like, no, we don't. We're no. not even... Don't tell me you're not going to give out candy. We're not. You got a kid. I know. What's the matter with you? He's going to be sleeping. He goes to bed at 6 o'clock every night. So what? 6, 7 o'clock. No, because the problem is when people knock on the door, the dog always freaks out and he always barks. So just go sit on your porch. I'm not doing that. Why not? I don't want to. Be a good neighbor. I don't want to. Give candy to kids. I don't want to. You have a child. I know, but he doesn't You're know. in this now. You're in this now. I know. Every year we've given out candy. Nah, nah, no, no, you didn't. Them. Because you used the sleeping kid dog excuse last year. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so no, last you don't. Year no, get in the game, son. No, well, I'll do it next year. What's your address? I'm not telling you. What's your address? <laughs> Tell me now. You should know. Maury, find is that Maury already knows your address. What am I saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Halloween tomorrow. Oh my God. It is. Oh. <laughs> you can dress up? Maybe. You, ha- you yeah. have in the past. You brought in like your I have, Superman uh, costume. Superman. Stuff, yeah. What else do I have? That doesn't I fit no more, though. D- yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. Well, are no you kidding way. me? There's My no Superman way. outfit? No way. It sure does. Uh huh. Listen. No, you're just trying to troll me. You're trying to get me. I know. I know your tricks. You're trying to get me to wear it tomorrow. No, I'm I don't not. know. I may try to wear. I may uh, wear something else tomorrow. Like Maybe what? Darth Vader. I have a oh, okay, Darth Vader cool. costume. Yeah. So that might be it. That's cool. Um, they say that. Uh, 44% of parents will eat more candy than the kids this Halloween. 40%? 44%. 44. Yeah. According to a new poll, 86% of parents have secretly stolen some of their kids' Halloween candy before. Oh, hell And yeah. the average parent who raids a kid's stash ends up eating a quarter of their candy. 44% of parents actually expect to eat more candy than their kids this year. That of includes course. what they steal plus any leftover candy uh, that they don't hand out to the trick-or-treaters. I used to have to do like quizzes to get a treat from my Halloween candy bag when I was a kid. Give me an example of one of the quizzes. Um, so, so my dad, like, so you never got to have any Halloween candy. <laughs> <laughs> my dad would, because I had a little math computer game. So my dad would say, "Okay, get one of them right, and I'll give you a Kit Kat or something from the bag that you want." Right. Forty years later, you're still waiting for that Kit Kat. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, but I swear this is true because okay. my dad would eat half of it because I don't remember getting much of it. Right. That's solid parenting to me. How make, so? Make, make the kid work for it. I did yeah, work for, for it. Sure. I went door to door. Yeah. No, that's not working for it at all. Because uh, Roxy really doesn't eat the candy. So I still have a drawer full of all her candy from last year. Last year? Yeah. She loves trick or treating. Why don't you just throw them away? They no, can't be good now. No, no, no. Bring it in. I'll eat it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't no, know. Yeah, it's hard to throw the candy. See, so she doesn't want to eat it, but she would, I think, be heartbroken or and devastated if, if she found out that I threw it all away. Yeah. yeah it's I, like I, treasure. I don't think I would throw it all away. Right. She found the treasure. Don't get rid of it. Let it. 
just sit there so she can go back and admire it every now and yeah, then. Yeah, but you got to be careful. Some of it's going to, like, there'll be bugs. And she sort of is, has a little bit of Maury's attitude where she put in the work for it. Yeah. You know, like, you can't throw something away that she worked so hard to get, no, even though she doesn't feel want proud. it. Say to her, honey, yeah. can I throw this out? It's been a year. And let her decide. Oh, thanks, more. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, parenting yeah. advice one on one from Maury. Yeah, well, never kids say no. So yeah, okay. So let's play. Th- Roxy's going to say no. No, no, no. hold no, on. What I'm saying is, Maury, if you give a kid an uh, when you go to a kid to give them a little bit of power, yeah, go on. Okay, as Maury's saying, why don't you just give her the option? You're assuming that kids are going to be rational and say yes. But then what happens if she says no? If I give her the option, if I go to her and say, hey, listen, this has been here for a year. We're going to get more this year. Would you be okay if I threw this out? Right. Okay, then what if she says no? Then you say, well, honey, we may get bugs. Then you're going back on your word. You gave her the option. She said no. No, but let me explain. Before you give your answer, let me explain that we may get little bugs, and little bugs are bad. Okay, now you're just, now you're changing. Now it becomes, do you want bugs, as opposed to, can we throw the candy out? It's a different question. Well, we don't want bugs, but we also don't want your year old candy in the house. Okay. But it teaches her responsibility and and not hoarding. Yes, which it also teaches her that she has the ability to Um, say no. You cannot speak on responsibility and hoarding, Thank you. Maury. You Thank are the, you. the most irresponsible and one of the biggest hoarders I know. Thank and you. I wish I had a parent that said, honey, Thank do we want to throw this out or not? Okay. I wish I was given the okay. option. Okay, I'm going to look at Mocha right now with yeah. my finger pointed at you, Maury. <laughs> honey, should we throw this out? <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Do you watch anything scary on Halloween? Uh, yeah. Like The Exorcist or anything? No, well, because we got a kid, right? So, oh, it's, yeah. so it's, we, did, we did a lot of that on the weekend. So The Exorcist? No, I don't find The Exorcist that scary, to be honest no? with you. I, no. watch, I watch every year, I watch the movie My Uncle Made, which is called Black Christmas. What do you mean your uncle made it? Like with a video camera? No, he directed uh, this. Is, he did two movies. And it's oh, like he's an actual film director. Yeah. Oh, And he made okay. Black Christmas, which right. filmed in Toronto. Yeah. yeah. And it's a, about a fraternity house. And there's a man living upstairs and he keeps calling and he just makes crazy sounds on the phone like... Yeah. They remade Black Christmas not that long ago. I know. This is, we're talking about the original. And one. who was in the original? It was, um, was it Catherine O'Hara or no? Andrea Martin. Andrea Martin was yeah. in the original. And then I think they brought Andrea Martin back for the remake too, That's right? Right? And the original title yeah. was supposed to be Afternoon Tea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound scary, though. It only sounds scary slightly when you say it like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> it does not sound... Afternoon Tea actually sounds like a very nice movie. Yeah. <laughs> when you, right? when you like, say it. That's normal. What I, that's what I expect to find on my mom's DVDs. Yeah. Right? <laughs> afternoon Tea. Yeah. Not, uh, so, uh, so Afternoon Sorry, Tea. Sorry, Barbara Streisand. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, that. Uh, so when did Afternoon Tea become Black Christmas? I guess while they were film, uh, making the film, because I have the original poster where they put a sticker over Afternoon Tea and it says Black Christmas. So, but it was Afternoon Tea was still a horror movie. It was supposed to be, yeah. Oh, let's see, yeah, no, you got to rebrand that. Somebody <laughs> <Yeah>. smart, <laughs> somebody smart got a hold of that. Yeah, Barbara Streisand was like, "This ain't a good idea. <laughs> this is like a rom com, guys." The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Today's terrifying. I'm covered in blood. I can barely do the show. My hands are so sticky. Not from what you think, Maury. No one can say none. Don't look at me like that. You know what happened the last time you looked at me like that. 
There were screams. <laughs> you sure it was screams and not wheezes? <laughs> oh, what was that? Damn it, Maury wheezing. Oh, Cause, yeah, because when he laughs, he wheezes. Like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> you, gotta get, you have to get that looked at, brother. Have you have you gone to a doctor yet, Maury? No. Oh, man, dude. And people ask me why I have not drank Maury's blood yet. Yeah, well. That, like that cough right there is because why. who wants that? Right? <laughs> so what I did was take uh, Damon Maury's wheeze. Yeah. His scary-ass wheeze and put a bunch of effects on them. Oh, because they're terrifying. They are terrifying. Okay. So they sound like this. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a like a. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Like if that's not terrifying, that's I don't a know human. What is? That's you, Moy. Are you proud right now? Or are you ashamed? Yes. He just so on top of that, pearls. because I was thinking, yo, Damon Mori for real sounds like a monster from a movie. Yeah. So let me put together a movie trailer featuring Damon Mori's wheezes. Oh, nice. Mixed in with the trailer. And I want, I'm going to play it for you. And, okay. I, and I want you to hear, okay. listen, and see if you could pick out where Damon Mori's scary wheezes are. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk to somebody in charge. You are not fooling anybody when you say that what happened was a natural disaster. You're lying. It was not an earthquake. It wasn't a typhoon. <laughs> because what's really happening is that you're hiding something out there. Send us back to the Stone Age! God help us all. <laughs> In 1954, we awakened something. You have no idea what's coming. Can you kill it? <laughs> Happy Halloween! Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yesterday we asked a question on Twitter. We did a poll. And it was a simple question. Straight up. Are ghosts real? And I have the poll results. Ooh. 74% of the audience. Yeah. The respondents. Yeah said that without question ghosts are real yeah 26 percent said no i knew it was a bunch of knuckleheads who listened to the show i voted no did you <laughs> come on you totally believe ghosts are real ghosts. you are i don't know when it switched with you because you all were always a ghost of real guy and then something happened where you then turned around and you're now a denier but I can see it in your eyes. Whenever you say ghosts are real, you feel like you're like, saying something blasphemous almost, like you're, you're bringing on a haunting by saying, by denying that ghosts are real. 
No, I'm not. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe, I, maybe I've encountered a ghost, and the ghost was like, yo, fam, stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> or, that, or else it's going to be a real haunting up in that? this dish. I don't know if they do. <laughs> I, maybe, they, maybe that's how ghosts operate. Maury, where was that hotel that you were... Oh that God, you were in, where Maury's? you saw the where you saw the yeah, ghost? Yeah, right. Was it so, Winnipeg? It's in uh, yeah, Winnipeg. It's the fr- it's the the Gary the Fort Gary Hotel, right? Room two o two. Oh yeah. So do you have to request to stay in that room, um, or do they like do they have it locked off normally, or do they always rent that room out? No, you can rent the room out. Yeah, oh, I yeah, stayed there. It's tourism, right? Okay, I and, guess. Uh, I guess the uh, the story goes that the ghost who haunts the. Fort Gary Hotel yeah. was a guest named Kate Morgan. Okay. A guest who never checked out. <laughs> so, so uh, we, we, and I know she's never checked out right. because she was in the room with me. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, right. So Maury recorded himself. And this is, so if anybody who says it goes surreal, like Maury's a full on goes surreal kind of guy. And uh, keep for, in mind, I still uh, talk to my papa. Who's yeah, dead. I know you do. Uh, but, keep, but, but just listen to this because this was Maury. Maury was like, oh my God, I recorded the whole thing and the ghost came into the room and it was terrifying. Yeah. But listen to this bull. So, are we supposed to believe that that's how you sleep, yes. Maury? I guess so. I was recording yeah. myself sleeping, like a, like a baby pig. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh my god. Uh-huh. Oh uh, yeah. Are you kidding me? And then what happened? <laughs> yeah, huh? Holy <laughs> The room just got so cold. I'm sure it did. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm getting I'm getting I'm awesome. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm now lying on the floor. I totally saw Kate at the end of my bed. Woman, white dress is now gone. Wow. <laughs> I can't. No, I can't. I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm right. I'm out of here. So what happened? That, Did you then go down to the lobby and say I need another room? Kate's haunting me? They moved me to another room. Yeah, that is my this is my favorite thing we've ever done on the show, I think. Because uh, this was when years ago, right, Maura? Yeah, did like you we're do talking this? like six years ago. Like six man. years ago. And the, does it still haunt you, so to speak? Sometimes when I close my eyes, I see Kate. No, you don't. He's such a liar. He's such a liar. Why do you lie so much? I will so never much? forget that night. Right. Uh, is it because uh, you were snoring like this? Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hey, has anybody ever been that house... That gives away full-size chocolate bars? Oh, hell no! I look like Mr. Moneybags over here. Yeah. Giving out big full... But has anybody... Because I've never seen... I, you always, you would always hear rumors that somebody was that house where they gave away full-size I chocolate bars. I had that bars. when I was a kid once, but I also had somebody that gave me a bag of pennies. Right. <laughs> I, I oh, kid wow. you not. A bag of pennies? Like a full grocery bag. He, he, he was giving bags of pennies to all the kids that but came. Kids, yeah, but kids used to get like the UNICEF box and stuff like that. Yeah. So some people would only give out change. Um, yeah, no, this didn't go. I didn't carry around a UNICEF box at that age. No, so yeah. they would just throw it in your bag. Yeah. I remember there was a, uh, one store in a neighborhood I grew up in, in Scarborough, John's Convenience Store. Yeah. 
And on Halloween night, if you walked in and said trick or treat, John would give you a full chocolate bar. Wow. And really? he was the only person that I ever remember giving out full chocolate bars. Yeah. I don't ever remember any houses because you just get the I know it's the tough. minis, right? Yeah. See, I need to know that. I need to know if anybody's ever done it because I have a real desire to do it, to uh-huh. be that house. I remember Ed's in and out variety store in Acton. Yeah. I went there when I was a kid because you heard they were giving away pop. And I went in, I said, trick or treat, and they put the can in my bag, and I got it home, and it was tonic. Ew. I'm like, what kind of monster? To mix with gin? Yeah, I'm like, what kind of monster gives children cans of tonic? Hold on a second. I was just reading this article yesterday on Blog TO's website on the top five neighborhoods for trick or treating in Toronto. Yeah. Based on uh, neighborhood size and proximity to one another. Um, Homes, how close the homes are, yep. uh, the age of the neighborhood. Yep. So number one is Riverside and Leslieville. Number yep. two is Monarch Park. Number three is Cabbage Town. Mm-hmm. Number four is Trinity Bellwoods. And number oh. five is Bloordale Village. This is uh, on BlogTO's website oh. saying that these are the neighborhoods where you're looking to maybe get the most amount of action in terms of trick-or-treating. So if somebody is going to be that house that gives away full-size it's chocolate be bars, somewhere in one of those it neighborhoods. may be one of those neighborhoods. Yeah. Okay, good to know. Good to know. I'm not going to be that house, by the way. That's not what I was getting at. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, the website delish.com. Okay. Delish. Not the, not that delish more. The other delish. I the one about food. I enjoy hearing you say delish. Delish. <laughs> they put together a list of uh, what candy was invented or made its debut in the year that you were born oh this is fun i love all the way candy. and they went all the way back to like 1941 good oh, thing because wow. that's when go, you were born right yeah go to uh, 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 i'm actually uh, pretty uh, curious go to 1941 1941 yeah is uh m&m's debuted oh yeah in 1941 yeah did they look the same uh, they don't have a picture of the original package, I but in 19, 1941, M&M's and Pixie Sticks uh, debuted. And, um, God, Bazooka. You know Bazooka gum? That, oh, yeah. That it has flavor for literally a half a second. Yeah, is yeah. that the one with the comic in it? Yes, I believe it is. Bazooka Joe. Yeah. Uh, 1947 was Bazooka. Wow. Uh, Almond Joy, 1948 let me just skim through here. I was 78, 1978. Uh, when did Peeps debut? Peeps? Yeah. That's that marshmallow uh, duck, right? Yeah. When did Peeps debut? I'm going to say that's like 70s. Yeah, Maury? No I'm going to say like 1975 okay. for Peeps. I was going to say 62. 54. Yeah? For Peeps. Wow, before my dad. Right? Here's a great one. Because I I always get confused when things have been in your life for a long time. Like, I truly believe that I remember a time when Starburst made their debut. Okay. So how old is Starburst? When did Starburst make its way into our world? Starburst is young. I'm going to say Starburst is mad young, like 90s young. Yeah. Maury? uh, 85. 85. Mocha, I need to be more specific Okay, here. I'm going to say 1992. Right. Okay. Starburst first launched in the UK in 1960, made their way over to North America in 1967. What? Yep. No. I didn't yes. know they had the technology to do that yep. back then. Starburst, 1967. 
That's crazy to me. Yeah, I thought that was the new new candy. Okay, hold on. Can you here. skip forward to like 1974? That's the year of my birth. Okay, uh, Pop Rocks debuted. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, what year were you born, Maury? Please say 76. I Please say 78. Ah, oh, damn it. Because Jelly Bellies debuted in 76. <laughs> <laughs> the debut again when Maury was born in 1978. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maury, you are 1978? Yeah. Uh, Reese's Pieces oh. debuted in 1978. Can we jump forward to the 80s? Yeah, sure. Let's say uh, 1986. 1986. The candy uh, was called Airheads. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love Airheads. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. What about... What about Nerds? Oh, man. Nerds, again, mad old. I'm going to say Nerds are like 1971. Maury? 1988. 83. Oh, yeah. For Nerds. What about about Skittles? Oh, Skittles. (laughs) How old are Skittles? Skittles for sure are 80s. Have to be. Yeah. I'm going to say Skittles are 1982. Maury? I'm saying 83. 81. Close. Oh, wow. Can you go to my favorite year? Which is what? 1987, because it's the only one I know how to say in French. Mille-Nove-Saint-Quatre-Vingt-Six. I heard Milos in there. <laughs> yeah. I heard the number six in there, too. Yeah. Uh, 1980. It's not listed here, 1987. Oh. What, about, sorry, what about uh, in the 2000s? Like, what candies did we have get in the 2000s? Oh, I know. Cookies and Cream came out in the 2000s. Right. Uh, The Every Flavor Bean by the Harry Potter people. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, Nothing really. Something called Wonder Ball, Maury. Oh, yeah, okay. Maybe you can shed some light on that. (laughs) Uh, 2007, something called Reese's Whips. Yes. Whatever that is. Uh, Thingamajig in 2009. I thought that was way older. Uh, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. And uh, 2010, something called Take Five. Yeah. yeah. And that's really it. Like, candy just sort of start. It's just all different versions of the older, classics. Old, yeah, it's just all different yeah. versions of the classics. But yeah, man, I had no idea that like Starburst and stuff like that was that old. And M&M's. And M&M's. 1941 yeah. for M&M's. Damn. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Ah, that's so scary. Oh, sorry. That's just your face. <laughs> oh, snap. Um, happy Halloween, everybody. Happy uh, Halloween. <laughs> uh, this is now, as promised, the fifth year for the live radio drama, the spooky radio drama uh, that we will do on the show. 2014 had Bang Bang. 2015, The Likely Case of Murder. 2016, Bathtub Horror. And 2017, last year's was If Looks Could Kill. Uh, we have a script in front of us. Uh, we're going to act it all out, uh, do all the sound effects live do all the music live everything that you hear is going to happen in the moment and just like the way that they used to do it when people used to sit around the radio listening to radio dramas that's what this is it's a it's a horror radio drama uh damn it maury writes them uh every year we have not seen the script we know nothing about this moke and i are going to be reading this completely cold uh we have sound effects to go along here let's just test these out first uh this is a door closing that we'll need Oh, very scary door closing. Oh, and the very terrifying door opening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some serious WD-40. Uh, thunderclap. be good uh let's go through the cast here um characters i will Roz, will be playing uh millicent no what is it millicent millicent trente yeah, millicent trente millicent trente uh mocha you are marrakesh 
Okay. Maury is narration. Yeah. Do you mean the narrator? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Maury, Maury is also going to play Thomas One Thumb. And Maury is also... Yeah, I got a question. Yeah. Why do they call him uh, Thomas One Thumb? Oh, we'll get to that. Oh, and okay. uh, Maury is also going to play the insector. No, the inspector. Why didn't you put a P in the word then? Uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Okay, come oh, on, we got to get on this. What's that sound effect? Alien? We got to record that one. Okay. Uh, Maury, the title of this year's um, uh, radio drama is what? Gory Hole. <laughs> that sounds so gross, guys. All right, well, here we go. 2018 Gory Hole, uh, Raza Mocha Show, uh, Halloween radio drama, and action! Forget all the stories you've heard from the days of yore. This story will have you sitting on your hands in horror. After all, it left the small town of Handover, Michigan, with no choice but to band thumbs up greetings. As the search continues for a creature known as a ghoulman, or as the townsfolk name him, Thomas One Thumb, and his gory hole. Do you mean, just pause for one second, do you mean Hanover, Michigan, or Handover, Michigan? Um, I guess Hanover. Okay. We were halfway home. Why did you bring us back to the steams? The steams? What is the steam? You know, where you sit naked with your friends? See, you mean we're in a steam room? Yeah. Okay, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> did you forget something? Your wife is going to worry sick about you. Plus, the steams closed a while ago. We should get out of here. Back to our wives and bedtime. <laughs> Heroes don't sleep, bro. Look, this is the last place that Ghoulman was seen. I want to be the hero that stops him once and for all. I have an idea that just might work. Plus, I have a key to get us in. We really should be leaving this to the authorities to handle. They know what they're doing. Besides, the rumor is that if you have nice, smooth thumbs, he takes them from you and throws them down his gory hole out of jealousy for only having one thumb. Exactly! So if we go back into the steam together and moisturize our thumbs, we might lure him here. Sure, but once we lure him to the steams, then what? How do we stop him from stealing our nice, smooth thumbs? I can't risk losing them. I use them on weekends to play my Xbox video games with my bros. Trust me, we both moisturize each other's hands and do jazz hands. The jazz hands could dizzy him out and he'll just pass out and we can kill him once and for all. Both Millicent and Marrakesh helped each other moisturize their hands with high-end shea butter cream. Okay, don't be scared. Once you see him coming, just start doing jazz hands with me. When he passes out from the confusion, we'll chain him up to the bench and call the cops. Oh my gosh, there he is. Jazz hands, keep going! I don't know how much longer I can do this. I'm running out of breath. I want to steal your smooth thumbs, but I can't see them. They are moving too fast. I, I am getting dizzy. Give me your thumbs. Fast, chain him up to the bench. Stop right there. You're under arrest for trespassing at the steams. Couldn't you wait till tomorrow for a private steam together? Wait, you don't understand. Look, I captured Thomas One Thumb, the ghoulman. I've saved the town's thumbs. I'm a hero now, right? Uh, what do you mean, I? It was both of us. 
Don't you mean we? Good job, boys. Do you think the Ghoulman's gory hole of thumbs is around here, too? It actually is. That's why we lured him here. The hole is right behind the stack of towels <laughs> over there. Amazing work, guys. As a reward, we're happy to buy you a year's worth of steams since you like it here so much. Glad everything will be back to normal around here. After all, for a while, things are not always as they steam. <laughs> Did helping us solve this crime raise your self-esteem? The town was back to normal. At the ceremony at the town square, they ironically gave both Marrakesh and Millisaw a hand for their hard work. The rule of thumb is to always moisturize, but not at a risk of having your thumb stolen. I don't know what to make of that, man. Happy Halloween, everybody. Come here, Mocha. Let me massage your thumb. <laughs> Let me, let me lube up your thumb. Let me, let me. Nah, bro. Just imagine in your head right now, you're picturing this, okay? Imagine what it would be like if you moisturized somebody who's standing in front of you but only their thumbs. Imagine, imagine what that would look like, right? It would look like this. <laughs> Get away from me. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Happy Halloween. We did a poll earlier asking people uh, just straight up whether ghosts are real or not. Yeah. And when the results came in, people who listen to this show and answer the poll, it was 74% yes to 26% no. So 74% of people who listen to the show think ghosts are real. Yeah. So I think that it's only appropriate that we talk to the woman who's marrying a ghost. Did you see this story? Hold on, what? Yeah. There's a woman marrying a ghost. How is this even possible? And she's already consummated the relationship with her ghost. Come on, there's got to be a joke. No, the ghost proposed to her. This is not the first ghost that this woman has had a relationship with. She says that she's been intimate with 20 ghosts. 20? Which is more than the amount of real people that Maury's been intimate with. (laughs) Hold on. Yeah, okay. Somebody's getting married to a ghost who has had relationships with ghosts in the past? Okay, she's 30 years old. Her name is Amethyst Realm. Yeah, She was in Australia in February. The ghost that she met asked her to marry him. And she said, quote, there was no going down on one knee because he doesn't have knees. But for the first time I heard him speak, she recalls, I could actually hear his voice and it was beautiful, deep and sexy and real. She goes on to say that they've already consummated their relationship, allegedly on the airplane back from Australia. What? You can't be doing that. That's how you get kicked off. That's how you get kicked off a flight. (laughs) She says, sometimes I get the feeling that I'm being moved. And uh, being intimate with this ghost, she says, is better than anything uh, she's ever had as far as her real relationships go. Yo, that's a diss to the 19 other ghosts that she was with. And I believe, right? And what about the real dudes? I think she was married before, too. We'll find all that out. Hi, Amethyst. Hey. How are you? It's Raza Mocha. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it's great news, isn't it? Have you set a date yet? We're thinking maybe a spring wedding. Oh. Oh, Okay, let's talk about your boo. Um, where did you meet this ghost? Um, so we met in Australia. Um, I was out there on work and I was just took a bit of time out. I went for a walk out in the bush and yeah, we met out there. Okay. And this is not the first ghost you've been with, right? No, there's been a few. Right. And did you not, were you engaged before and then you had an affair on your fiance with another ghost? Um, yeah, that's yeah the first ghost I ever had a relationship overlapped a little bit with my fiance yeah oh wow so how do the first girls Over, feel about overlapped, it overlapped like did you have to have a conversation about that or did you get caught um yeah we got caught he came back from work a day early and um yeah we got caught my ghost he came back um he looked up into the 
at the house and he saw the silhouette of a man in the window. Yeah. And so he came up, obviously, expecting to find a living man there, but there was nothing there. Um, so, yeah, my ghost reveals his form to him through the window. Okay, so explain the relationship with a ghost. How does that How does that work? How do you guys do sort of normal things together? Well, it's kind of, it's the same as any other relationship. We go out on dates, we do activities, we go for meals and stuff. But um, it just happens to be that the one of us is a ghost. So it's more, we communicate a lot through energy and through feeling rather than through words, I'd say. Oh, okay. So if you go to a movies, right? Are you buying two tickets or are you just buying one for yourself? <laughs> just one. It's cheaper than a normal relationship. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then what about like if you're going out to celebrate like your anniversary or something or somebody's birthday and you go to a restaurant, are you making reservations for two or for one? Just one. It'd look a bit silly if I had another place to, to everyone else was empty, laid up. So yeah, yeah just that, one, but he's that, there that as well. That would look silly, yeah. yeah, yeah that, that's what would look silly. <laughs> okay, so how does the uh, how does this ghost, your now fiancé ghost, how does this ghost compare to all the other ghosts that you've been intimate with? It's just a lot more meaningful. We've got a connection that's deeper than any I've had before. Um, just he's the one. Okay. Have you invited family to this wedding? Yeah, we're going to keep it small, I think. But there'll be sort of family, close friends. Yeah. So you're, what you're, about um, his, what about his family? Yeah, I guess there'll be some of his there too. Oh, okay. Uh, is your family okay with this? Like they're they're fully on board and going to show up at a wedding where you yeah, marry your ghost? My family's pretty alternative, and they're just happy that I'm happy. So. The, like when the wedding happens, like it's going to be like you're looking at a traditional wedding where you're going to stand up there in front of your family and friends and give vows. We're going to base it on like a hand fasting ceremony. Although obviously ghosts don't have hands, so it'll be more like a kind of soul binding. Right. Um, I think it'll be traditional that we'll have a nice, I'll have a nice dress and everything. Sure. Um, but yeah, we've got a really special venue as well, so it's. Oh, yeah, where where is the wedding taking place? I can't say at the moment, oh. but we've been offered somewhere. Pretty amazing. Hey, when did your ghost die? I don't know. You never oh, asked him. You never amazing. asked him when he died. It's not. It's not like that. It's not. Like, it's different. Um, he's been around for a very long time. Oh, okay. But you didn't but, ask um, about like his past and yeah. and what went on in his uh, no. living life. So I went. So I met up with two mediums um, a little while ago, and they sort of did a little bit of research and asked some questions. And according to them. We've been together in three previous lives, but we've always been separated through circumstance. Oh, wow. So this time is hopefully the time that we manage to stay together. Because normally when you get into a relationship with somebody, you start asking those questions like, hey, did you ever see 16 Candles? And I'm wondering if he looked at you and went, no, hey, <laughs> did you ever see the Crusades? <laughs> like, I'm just wondering like how, how, old, how old he is. You know? Like, no, it's not like, like it's true. Rome no, was not built in a day. Sure. I was there. <laughs> right. Like, I imagine that if, if he's super old, he would have a lot of answers to things that we need answers for. Yeah. I mean, I could try, but it's not, we don't really converse like that. It's different. It's wow. It's more so sort it's, of on an emotional level. Wow. Okay. So, and, and, uh, all right. Well, I got to know if, if you ask him a question, he doesn't answer you. Do you also call it ghosting? <laughs> Um, no, but I've had that said a few times, yeah. Right. Okay, so uh, right now he's your fiancé, soon to be your husband, so I guess currently you're his ghoul friend? <laughs> that's a good one. Yep, yeah. that's a new one. Oh, wait, I don't think we, we asked, what's his name anyway? Yeah. What's the lucky fellow's name? Um, so... I've not really need like we haven't didn't really have names for each other until recently I've started talking about him a lot and um actually he's got a nickname now um 
he showed himself in a photo a friend took of me as a ray of light sat next to me so now i call him ray ray and ray Ray, the ghost raise the ghost that you were intimate with on an airplane right yeah pierce for everyone goodness (laughs) you guys are wild aren't you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we have some fun alright and with this um, all the best to you thank you very much for joining us on the Ron Samoga show uh, and congratulations <laughs> and, uh, and, and good luck with the wedding thank you okay bye here we go the Roz and Mocha show podcast you had a lot of kids in your neighborhood last night oh my Halloween? god dude we had enough like candy in the in those boxes like chocolate bars and whatever else yeah. we had enough for i think i think we had like 400 pieces and then Catherine bought an extra 200 bags of mini chips Whoa. and we were done by quarter after eight really all of it gone damn gone see ya not even one little bag of chips for me when i got home nothing nothing um you well, we didn't give out candy. Sure. Had all the life, all sure. lights off. Sure. And I'll tell you, I'm glad that we didn't. Why? And I'll tell you why. There were, I think, two groups of kids that showed up for the entire night. Really? Yeah. That's it? Two groups. Yeah. Five each. And they were all older kids, like high school. Uh, there weren't any, like, little, little, little kids. Yeah. And the reason why is because the neighborhood that I live in is like 25 years old, right? Sure, yeah. And I'd say 90% of the people who live in that neighborhood are all first time, like that's their, the, the home that they bought 25 years ago. Original right, owners. Right, right, right. right? Yeah, so, I gotcha. mid-90s. Sure. So they've all had their kids, their kids are grown either like finishing high school now yeah. or in college, university. Sure. So those kids- don't go trick-or-treating. Some of them nah. don't even live at home anymore. Nah, you're right. So we have like... So you live in like an adults-only neighborhood almost. Yeah, it's so Cruz, sexy. our son, who's a year and a half, is legit the youngest one in yeah. the entire neighborhood. He's going to be the only dude that goes trick-or-treating next yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. So even if we had bought candy last night and chips, I would have had to bring it all into work. Jeez, man. Today. That's sad to me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah, but you have to make sure that he's got somebody to go trick-or-treating with like when he gets a little older, like he's got a buddy or something like that. You mean me? What like, are you talking about? No, 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 no. Kids don't want to trick-or-treat. They want a buddy. They don't... I'm his buddy. No, 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 no. Listen, yeah, we're going as... Uh, you got three more years of being his buddy. No, 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 no. Max. No. Max. I've already got... I've already got like a few of our... Uh, costumes planned out. Our oh, sure, costumes, yeah, no, right? that's great. That's like perfect. Heart Foundation done. Killer Bees, yep. Demolition, uh-huh. Road Warriors, no problem. Rock and Sock Connection, done. Also, Killer Bees, really? Why <laughs> you're, not? you're dipping back to the Killer Bees era. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. No I'm problem. Just saying. That's gonna, okay. That's gonna be us. All right. Ding dong. Trick or treat. What about uh, what about Million Dollar Man and Virgil? Ooh, I get to be a million dollar man. Now. That's a tough one. You're going to make your kid dress up as Virgil? You're not even going to let him be a million dollar man? I'll be my little Virgil. By the way, this is old school wrestling conversations <laughs> right now, people. And if it's way over your head, most of it is over my head, so I'm in the exact same situation as you are. <laughs> Listen, we don't mess around in my hood. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast.
Yes, Fabian. What's going on, guys? What's up, buddy? How are you, man? I'm good, you? Good. You see my email, Mocha? Your email. No, my email got flooded yesterday. What happened? What'd you send? Probably. You got, probably everybody sent you the urban legend, the truth of the urban legend, man. My daughter got a chocolate bar, bro. So yesterday on the show, we were talking about uh, neighborhoods that, or houses in neighborhoods that sometimes would give out they were full, that house full size yeah. chocolate bars on Halloween night and yeah. you would always hear about these houses um, and you said what in your neighborhood your daughter got one uh, yeah bro that in a juice box a juice box uh, yeah yeah wow yeah living large up in, up in the north jeez I've never seen somebody <laughs> give away a juice box for Halloween before uh, people on Twitter I- last night were posting pictures of like non candy items that kids were getting Oh, really? Yeah. So one person posted a picture of a little Ziploc bag, and in that Ziploc bag were, you know those little, um, it's got a handle on it, but it's floss for your teeth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the, like the little stick and floss things? Yeah. Come on. So some kids got that. Um, another house uh, gave out hot dogs, like cooked hot dogs wrapped in foil. Oh my god! Last year, my daughter got a toothbrush. Like when you go to like a baseball game and you buy a hot dog that's wrapped in foil. I'll tell you this, man. <laughs> my kid would lose her mind if she went up to a house and somebody gave her a hot dog. <laughs> she loves hot dogs so much. That would then be the greatest moment of her life. Uh, Another one on that list I saw, because I saw that too, it's so funny. Chocolate-covered Bitcoins people were handing out as Chocolate-covered well. Bitcoin? Like, not um, actual oh Bitcoins. God. Like, they're, the foil looked like a Bitcoin. Oh, somebody, somebody was giving away baseball cards still wrapped in the packaging with the gum. Yeah. yeah from 1988. No. 1988. No. Really? So yeah. the gum as hard as a rock. Oh, that gun was yeah, always sure. brand new. That gun was hard <laughs> as a rock. <laughs> hey, baby, we got to go. Thanks, brother. Yeah. Ha- hey, you guys have a good day, man. Yeah, Thank you later, too. Brother. Take care. Yeah. The Ross and Mocha Show Podcast. Let me uh, read you this bull roar. Okay. Is it a text from Maury? No. Um. So they did a list of the ultimate Halloween candy power rankings. And this is very interesting to do the day after Halloween because okay. everybody is sorted through all their treats, and you start ranking things yeah, as kids do, but even adults. So they said this. They wanted to figure out what Halloween candy people most prefer, so they devised an experiment. They pitted dozens of fun-sized candy v- against one another okay, and then let the crowd decide. So They don't know exactly who voted, but they do know that 8,000 people with all different IP addresses voted 269,000 times. These were randomly generated matchups between candy. So they would take all the candy that we know that you get at Halloween. They would put two. They would put them both on screen and you would they would tell people to pick one. Right. And so that's how after almost 300,000 matchups, they determined what the best Halloween candy was, what people most prefer. Damn, son. And I'm telling you, I'm so upset with this list. I'm so upset with people at this point. Like, really, I'm very like it. Sorry, you already say how many people voted? How many people were involved in this? Almost 10,000. God. But you don't eat candy. Doesn't matter. Okay, I eat lots of candy. So hit me. So at number 10 was Butterfinger. Sure. I don't like Butterfinger. Number nine was uh, Peanut Butter M&M's. 
Uh, sure. Number eight was Reese's Stuff with Pieces. No. Number seven was Milky Way. No. Number six was Reese's Pieces. No. Number five was Snickers. Okay, yeah, but... Number four was Kit Kat. Yeah. Number three was Twix. Yeah. Number two was Reese's Minis. No. And number one, and I'm telling you, if anybody ever says that this is their favorite chocolate bar, I judge them. I feel that it's a sign of weakness. Like, to me, this is like what... I don't want to say it. It's probably what Justin Trudeau likes. Nice hair, though. Thank you. Number one on the list, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Okay, so I... As the greatest Halloween candy of all time, by a large margin, uh, 84%. Absolutely not. 84%. I love Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, but I don't think that that's the greatest. It is by 84%. Like, it's not even close. No, they're not asking greatest candy. They're asking greatest candy to get at Halloween. Yeah, not the greatest candy to get at Halloween. I get excited over things like caramel or skittles yeah, which are all on this list or Kit Kat. sour patch kids or Kit Kat. m&ms were 15 sour patch kids were 22 what is Jun- wrong with people junior mints 25 i would rank junior mints in the top 10 at least hershey's milk chocolate was 28 nope anything maynards and anything cadbury needs yeah. to be like Number one and two. Yeah. Skittles, 31. No disrespect to Reese's, but that ain't it, Chief. Mounds, 43. Mounds made the list? Yes. I'm not down with Mounds. (laughs) Smarties at 49. Now, this is America. Smarties are different in the U.S. Smarties are their rockets. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Who cares, cares, man? Listen. A fun dip at 63. Remember those things? Those yeah. vile little things with a little, mm, so good. <laughs> so good. Ring pops at 72. I'm going down the list here, and I still, I don't see, like, there's, like, all the main sort of chocolate bars. Yeah. Didn't even make the list. What about um, Crunchy? I think Crunchy was on here Or somewhere. Arrow. No, Arrow's not on here. Like, I would prefer an Arrow bar over a Reese peanut butter cup. Right. But what about like... Or geez, just straight up dairy milk. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm sorry. Reese's Peanut Butter Cup over a Snickers? No. Reese's Peanut Butter Cup over Twix? I'm not even a huge Twix fan. No, I like Twix better than. Also, can I just say, anybody who votes Twix over Kit Kat? Yeah. You got serious problems. Why? Who hurt you? Kit Kat's Why? better than... Kit Kat's Kit better. Kat is way better than Twix. On every level. It's okay. crunchier. It, it doesn't have that. Yeah. In my, ranking, in my ranking between the two, I would much prefer a Kit Kat over a Twix. Yeah. But I do love a good Twix. No, 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 no. But not over Kit Kat. We're, we're ranking here. So this was the power ranking of uh, Halloween candy. And uh, as we were saying, um, there are in the top 10, one, two, three, four Reese's products. Wonder who in the did top the survey. 10. <laughs> in the top 10. Yeah. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I can't. No, no, no. I can't support the the results of that poll. Absolutely not. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Happy Halloween Boxing Day. Truth. <sighs> How many kids woke up today with belly aches because of all the candy they ate before they went to sleep last night? Yeah. Even just walking around the neighborhood snacking. You don't see a lot of that. No? Nope. I guess because parents have to check, right? Yep have to and i guess kids know now 
I'm not at the stage yet where we're taking Cruz out. He's only a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, but I guess parents would have to. It's yes. Check everything before you get to dip in. It's not even so much of the checking. It's that kids are on such a mission when they're trick or treating that they, they're not going to stop and eat something. You right. got to move, baby. Right. You take one out of the bag. You, you that the time it takes you to do that, you've missed your opportunity to put two more in. True say. It's bad form. It's big facts. Yeah. Damn, Amori out in the streets creeping last night. Talking to kids. Talking to kids about ghosts. Celebrating with all the children on the streets of Toronto in my trench coat. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That was too far, man. That was a little TMI, bro. And my microphone waiting for the children to talk to. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Isn't Muhihaha like a sushi? <laughs> I think I, I think I had that last week. It's got like salmon and avocado, yeah. right? Right? Yeah. I'll get two rolls of that, please. What if you bumped into a ghost? How would the conversation go? I'd be like, oh my gosh, there's a ghost. But then I'd be like, what's up, ghost? Yeah, I was like, can I walk through you? And um, are you dead? Like, you know? That stuff. All right. What do you think ghosts eat for dinner? Well, I think that they might have a, a, a burger that's that was dead. So, like, some burgers mm. are... So, you know how burgers are dead cows? <laughs> it's the dead cows turned into ghosts, and uh-huh. then they decided to become a burger. Oh, wow. You're having dinner with a ghost. What are you guys eating? Nothing. I'm, I'm not going to give him nothing. I like ghosts. They don't deserve to eat, too? No. What would you talk to the ghost about? I'd probably just talk about, like, when did you die? What was your name before you died? And stuff like that. What would you guys be having for dinner? Mm, I think the ghost would be having something weird, like eyeballs. And I would be having, like, something from a store. You guys wouldn't share a meal? No. I'd be sitting at the end, and they'd pass the the heads to me, and I'd say, no, thank you. <laughs> so I'm going to be sitting so at the polite. very end from the ghost on the uh-huh. table, Yeah. and there's going to be square plates. Oh. So the ghost is going to ask me if I want brains, and I'm going to say no, oh. and he's going to ask me if I want any other stuff, and I'm going to say no. So he's, he's basically, I'm the one eating mashed potatoes. He's oh. the one who cooks for me. But he's eating the, the complete opposite. He's eating slime. And I'm like, are you from Ghostbusters, man? Honestly. Like, why? Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. The Haunting of Hill House, since it debuted on Netflix a couple weeks ago, that is the only thing people have been talking about. And this show is seriously freaking people out. On Twitter, some of the reaction, The Haunting of Hill House left me speechless. Amazing storyline, amazing characters, fell in love with everything about it. Another one says, I was laying here contemplating watching The Haunting of Hill House, but all you people got me scared. Another tweet, just a side note, Haunting of Hill House on Netflix messed my ass up. If you ain't scared, you should check it out because it's really, really good. Henry Thomas plays the dad on the show from when everything like first started when they moved into that house. Holy crap. Henry Thomas is on the phone. It's Roz and Mocha. It's so good to talk to you, man. Oh, thanks, Rob. Nice to uh, nice to talk to you. You owe me five nights sleep, bro. 
<laughs> when did you realize that this was becoming one of those shows that people one couldn't stop talking about and it did what it was supposed to do which was just scare the hell out of people and for people who binge it it was ruining weeks on end <laughs> well uh you know, it's funny because there was that week of eerie silence where you're kind of waiting for the, the pen to drop. And because it's Netflix and it's streaming um, and it's a you know, new media platform, there's really no way of knowing what the viewership is like until you hear it on the street. And after about three days, I started getting hit up on social media. Like, oh my God, this movie is so scary. This this show is so scary. And I thought, this is kind of cool. And it just kept building and it's still building. Yeah, I'm glad we scared you guys. Yeah, why, why do you think the show is so scary? Well, I think it's scary because it mostly deals with the family, which is instantly relatable to everyone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's dealing with real issues in families. Uh, and then Mike Flanagan being the twisted man that he is, uh, Mike Flanagan being the show runner, director of all 10 episodes and writer of most of the episodes and the editor of the show uh, also. Uh, he just has an uncanny ability uh, to freak audiences out. Uh, let me read you this headline. I want your thoughts on this because the, the house that they use for the exteriors. So this is the headline. The Haunting of Hill House. Former owners describe real life haunts inside the Georgia mansion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, uh... <laughs> Did you get any of that? You know, I was outside the mansion, the real mansion. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I was never inside it. Uh, the mansion that you see most most of it on the inside was all built on a soundstage. So we had like the full size hill house, but it was on two levels and inside a stage. Right. But yeah, that that uh, you know the real mansion is next to a cemetery. Oh God! Of course. So I don't. I do not doubt that there is haunting going on. Do okay. You, do you believe in that stuff? Oh, I was just going to ask that question. I need to know this. Yeah. I need to know if you being in the show, if you believe in this stuff. I mean, you know, I've never seen a ghost, um, but I'm I'm open for the possibility. I hate to think that you know it's all black and white and cut and dry, but I would like to believe that there's a supernatural side to things out there. But you know, when um, you, if you want the beautiful supernatural, you also get the bent neck lady. You know that, right? Yeah. Like, oh, you know, you know, it's not, nice. nice. that's not true. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's the rub. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Henry, um, before Netflix debuted the haunting of Hill house that weekend, did you or any of the cast get a chance to see the full run of the show? The way we see it on Netflix now? No, I had seen, up until episode six. Oh, okay. Um, because they had they had kind of freed those up for us to watch, uh, just going into it ahead of the press and everything, so that you know we weren't flying blind. When you started looking at Twitter, where because uh, it was in those first couple of days where people sort of put two and two together, where you know making the Elliot from ET connection, and I don't know what it was, and maybe because people that character that you played all those years ago was a little kid 
it almost made it Hill House even more scary because people have that emotional <laughs> attachment to you as a little kid. So maybe we're almost more protective of you. Like, I don't know what it was, but the fact that you had played that guy all those years ago almost made your character in Hill House more terrifying. Do you know what I mean by that? Right. They were like, oh, my God, Elliot's kid. Right. <laughs> 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 oh my God, so yeah, like it, just, it was kind of like one more thing that we just couldn't handle. <laughs> First the alien, and now these go. <laughs> you can't catch a break. Totally. Oh, my God. Hey, Henry Thomas, listen, man, we are such uh, big fans of The Haunting of Hill House, and we can't wait to see you in more either projects like this or just projects in general. Are you working on anything right now, or has this opened up uh, opportunities for you? I'm still in that really wonderful, magical place of wonder, uh, of, like, waiting for my phone to ring. As a little uh, Easter egg for Haunting of Hill House fans, there is talk of season two. There has to be, right? Yeah. Henry Thomas, uh, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us on the Raza Mocha Show. Hey, thanks for having us, guys. I really appreciate appreciate it. it. Take care, brother. Thanks for being fans of the show. Here we go. The Raza Mocha Show podcast. Do the clocks go back this weekend? Is that what we got to look forward to? Sure do. I like that. Saturday night into Sunday. Get that extra hour. Wait, no go problem. back. Yeah, this is when you get an extra hour. Yes, it is. Oh, and you really feel it. <laughs> Tell me about it. For an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think as I get older, I mean, I'm only in my mid-30s. Millennials. What's oh, up, y'all? Up. I mean, you look fabulous, Mocha. Thanks. Stop it, all of you. Um... I don't know. I don't really feel the time change. No? No, but no. you know where you feel it? In the evening time the next day. No, you know why? Because I'm always tired. Oh, yes, I'm just for sure. always, always tired. Yeah. So if I'm extra tired on Monday, yeah. I just attribute that to continuously being tired. But you won't be extra tired on Monday. This is when we all feel great Monday morning. No, no, no. Regardless, no. I'm Here's still going to be question. tired. Here's my question. When you're a, a new dad and you have a, a new kid and the clocks go back, how does that affect your child's bedtime? Oh, they don't care. My, when when you get a baby, they might year. as well wake up giving you the finger. <laughs> like, that's how kids really wake up, right? Yeah. They, they just, like, they're just, you walk in the room, they should just give you the finger because that's exactly how no, they but feel. but putting them to bed, are they not like, no, it's not time yet. I don't feel it. <laughs> my, my kid's almost uh, nine. She said that to me last night. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, no time. Bedtime is never a good time no, for a kid. Uh, Doesn't matter what time you put no, that kid down. No, we start a negotiate. It's like, it's like living with a terrorist. I have to, there's so much negotiation that has to go on around bedtime. And yeah. it's not like a fight, but it's negotiation. Right? It's like, okay, well, who's going to come down and tuck me in? And then we, we decide who's going to go down and tuck her. And she's like, am I going to get a back rub? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, a long back rub or a short back rub? <laughs> and I'm like, how about a medium back rub? She goes, well, was last night a medium back rub? And I'm like, no, last night was a long back rub. She's like, no, last night was a short back rub. Oh, so we now God. need to redefine what a medium back rub is. Oh, like, no. you're negotiating. Wow. Everything is a negotiation. Like Hold on a second. <laughs> you have like an Excel spreadsheet or something? Oh, it's the With word. dates? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, this is I love it all. Like, bedtime is the cats come in. I I lie down, we hang out, we have a conversation. If it's early enough, we talk about her day. Uh, we'll is do this like when a, you're back we'll rubbing do, her when yeah, you're talking about your day? Yeah, yeah. Like I'll, 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 like I'll rub her back and then she complains that I'm lying on her foot and it fell asleep and then that's all. <laughs> that's very disruptive and everything is, but everything is a negotiation, right? Yeah. So the, 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 there, the fact that the clocks went back is irrelevant to the 9,000 other things yeah. that you have to take care of at, at bedtime. At all. Yeah. At all. It's like, fun, though. 
Our kid is uh, he's a year and a half, yeah, and he's babbling a lot more and really starting like trying. You can see he's like trying to have a conversation and yeah. getting frustrated because he's like, "Why don't you guys understand me? I'm speaking perfectly good English." Right, right. It's like living with Maury. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. <laughs> I know, but then like we had the con- Jenna and I had the conversation the other day. Like, imagine when he can actually articulate words yeah. and have a conversation. What are those conversations going to be like? And what's he going to try to, as you said, negotiate uh, and get himself out of or get from us? Yeah. Is that when you have to stop swearing at home too? When he eventually starts talking because then he'll repeat everything? F no. Yeah. I mean, mm. there's a, you, will, you will stop swearing at a point. We, ha- we had to stop swearing at one point. Did you? We had to, we had to recalibrate the house uh-huh. when swearing became apparent uh-huh. where it was a free for all where like all of the words yeah, yeah like, not just some of the words but all of the words yeah we say all the words too and like the c word was thrown oh. around the house a lot you know oh, wow ne- that is all the words right like you know, all the words i've never said that word in front of my wife really yeah never. oh wow never oh wow we'll call the tv remote the c word <laughs> like, you will yeah what has a TV remote ever done to you? <laughs> Not, the batteries are low. You know what I mean? Do you want to well, call? Then you, <laughs> you swear, then you call the batteries that word, not the remote. Yeah, no, I know. Should we call Jenna and try it? No. no. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. When somebody tries to help you and it just completely backfires and you're like, God, why'd you even say anything? I was better off without you saying anything. Mm. Uh, Josh Thamel, who I don't even think is married to Fergie anymore. No, they're not. They're not, right? No. But I get they're still close. They got a kid and whatever. They're doing their thing. I think they still love each other. They just can't be together. So if you remember when Fergie did the national anthem for the All-Star game, right? Oh, man. Was it the All-Star game? The And Ferg put took, your own little spin on it. Ferg took a lot of heat over that. Um, a lot? <laughs> More than a lot. And it was to the point where when the camera was panning around, the players that were standing there listening to that on the court, people were trying not to laugh. And Draymond Green was one of those players. And then over the weekend, Josh Demel does an interview where... They ask him about this. Like, this is so it's so weird to even bring this up. But yeah, eight months later, <laughs> they, they bring this up and Josh Demel decides to start a feud. I want to talk about Fergie for a second, because okay. at the All-Star Game, her national anthem performance, I heard that you called her afterwards and you guys talked and you kind of. I have a question before we continue. Yeah. Why is this interviewer? Asking about this situation exactly. eight months later. Exactly. I think that's a real exactly. question. You defended exactly. her, which was really cool. Uh, you know, the the, the 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 thing that made me upset was that she was taking a lot of uh, really cruel sort of comments. People yeah. are, people were really trolling. I was pissed off at Draymond Green. First of all, I think he owed her an apology. I thought he was kind of a prick. Oh, 
for Why what, specifically for Just because he knew the camera was on him and he snickered about it. And I just thought that if he would have been a real man, he would have at least called her and said, listen, I'm sorry that I caused all this. Oh, so he never reached out? No, of course he did. Did you? Did you try to get that message to him? Oh, no. Okay. Well, maybe he's watching now and he can apologize yeah. to her. I mean, that's what a real man would have done. In uh, my opinion. Oh! <laughs> Damn! Right. Okay. So that's what a that's what a real man would have done. And yeah. so then on Twitter, everybody's like, "Oh my God, is Green gonna apologize? Like, what's going on with this?" And then even like. Draymond Green's mom got in on it on Twitter saying that everybody laughed at that when they first saw it. Like it got ugly. Like the moms got involved at yeah. this point. And then the uh, Warriors, instead of collectively getting together and saying, yeah, you know what? Maybe I was a bit of a prick and I'm sorry. We all love you, Ferg. You're great. They just shot a video in their dressing room where all of them were goofing even harder and dancing to what is now the remix of Fergie's anthem. Again, eight months later. Yeah. Josh Demel then tweeted this note Uh-oh. to self think twice before you call out the champs <laughs> <laughs> and he goes well played warriors hashtag NBA Twitter is no joke hashtag sorry Ferg and then Fergie finally responds saying <gasps> yeah I knew I wanted it to be special <laughs> here we go the Roz and Mocha show podcast Let's get right into uh, Nicki Minaj and Cardi B because this may take a bit. And there's an update. Oh, already? So, oh, yeah. So yesterday, Nicki and Cardi were going back and forth and back and forth again. And Nicki did her radio show and started again bringing up the fight that they had during Fashion Week in New York back in September. Yeah when Cardi got that big welt on her head. And remember, Nikki said that she was embarrassed because she's there with civilized people, and then Cardi comes in being all thug and everything Listen, else. Cardi's from the streets, so... And then, so Cardi, I guess, had been saying that it was Nikki's security or vent security that gave her that big goose egg on her head. But now Nikki is saying that it's her personal friend and bodyguard, woman named Ra Ali. So this is Nikki from yesterday. Ah, really, really beat Cardi's ass bad. Wow. Mm. Like really bad. And I'm not trying to, you know, and I'm not trying to be messy. You went home and told people that security hit you. And we let that lie continue because of legal reasons. I told Ra, don't tell anyone you hit her because I don't want nobody trying to sue me. Because they're going to come to the person with money. Instead, you went home and told you, I guess you had to look like a gangster in front of your friends and your family and I get it. Ra beat you so bad that I was mad at Ra. Like, Ra, I'm talking about the punches was so hard in your oh. head. Oh, 
right? Yeah, we know. Nikki. Okay, and then well, you got to bring up old stuff. <laughs> and then and then Cardi goes on Insta and says this. I think Nicki Minaj, right? How you saying that I got ragged by Riley when there is so many footages of that night, every single angle, and where am I getting ragged at? Why would I be here sitting in line like, oh yeah, I did this, I did that, knowing that the next day there's gonna be so much footages of that same night? And second of all, how you say? That I was the, the wild animal, that I attacked you, that you was mortified, that you was humiliated, playing the victim, but now you're the gangster. You need to pick a side. Do you want to be the victim or do you want to be the gangster? You lie so much, you can't even keep up with your fucking lies. First, you're saying that you got the footage, your cameraman got the footage, but now you're talking about you want to pay somebody a hundred thousand if they give you the footage? Yo. Makes sense when you're talking. <laughs> All that footage is that's out there. And then, uh, and then going back to Nikki on her podcast. You got your family saying that I need to control my fans, but you're not controlling your family when they're calling me saying I'm on stage looking like a crackhead. <laughs> oh, ouch. So what's good, girl? Like, are we going to be, you know, civilized and mature and tell everyone around us to relax or not? Like, what? Okay. Like show the footages. Show the footages. And then so, but apparently the whole thing's over now. Already? Yeah. All this went down like last night. Yeah. I think while I was sleeping. So last night. Yeah. Nikki tweeted, okay, guys, let's focus on positive things only from here on out. She goes on to say, we're all so blessed. I know this stuff is entertaining and funny to a lot of people, but I won't be discussing this nonsense anymore. Thank you for the support and encouraging year after year and encouragement year after year. Love you. Cardi takes that tweet, posts it on her Insta and says... At Nicki Minaj, all right then, let's keep it positive and keep pushing. Huh. So all the footage is right there. So we're not going to get to see any of it. It's done. That's it. It's done. Finished. What's the matter, Maury? However, Maury Povich did chime in and say, if you go on and do a lie detector test, I'm I'm ready. And Nicki wrote back saying, let's do it, Maury. Okay, well... So maybe it's not done. But it's done. <laughs> it's over. I'm still just waiting for all that footage. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I'm hoping this person will answer the phone that texted us last night. This came through at like 1130. Um, I just want to say I absolutely love the show and I love the podcast. I'm a nurse and work different shifts all the time. I love that I can listen to the show on my own time. I worked all weekend, unfortunately, uh, but love getting in the car at the end of the day and getting to laugh with you guys. I'm actually getting married and moving to the States in May, and I'm happy that I'll have the podcast to enjoy while traveling back and forth. Hello? Hi, it's Razamoka. Hey, how's it going? Good, what's going on? <laughs> uh, not much, just woke up actually. Oh, okay, because uh, we know you texted us super late last night, just want to let you know that we did get it. Oh, thanks, I know, I was, I was just about to fall asleep, I just came home from work actually. Oh no, sorry. Dude, long day shift, no problem. Uh, what's your name, first of all? My name is Emery. And you're moving to the States in May, huh? Yeah, I'm moving oh. with my fiance. Oh well, wow. We'll be married and then we're moving together, yeah. Okay, where in the States? 
I actually have no idea yet. He's a medical student, so he's right now in the residency process. So yeah. once we match a residency, we're going to be going somewhere, likely Indiana, Pennsylvania, maybe uh, uh, Michigan. Something Seattle. Like that. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, I'm just kind of hoping not to go too far from home. Seattle, like Grey's Anatomy, Seattle. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, like you didn't know. <laughs> so how much is your life like grace that's the most important question um yeah like like zero percent maybe oh oh man <laughs> don't troll me like that <laughs> nothing like grace huh not much like grace no we didn't so, meet in the hospital yeah are you like leaving your entire life are you guys like do you have family in any of these places that you're uh, you're heading out to no we don't he's oh, wow. actually he's from brampton we're both from brampton but he goes to school in indiana right now oh, okay and um he comes back and forth but i mean once we get married we're going to be moving together so yeah. he's kind of already left the nest but for me i'm yeah this will be my first time away from home i don't think i've ever spent more than like a couple weeks away from my home my parents my family you know wow yeah so how do your parents feel about you like taking off leaving brampton to go and live in the states now i mean they're really happy for me i think everyone's really happy for me to like start the next chapter but i know they're sad i can see it in my mom's face day to day as the time ticks closer she's really sad hey do uh do nurses in the states make more than nurses in canada um you know what i think it's a the starting is a couple bucks more, and mm-hmm. I think there's room to grow a lot more than there is here. Okay. Um, but I've already applied a couple places, and they pretty much called me the next day and said, yeah, come on over. And I, was, oh, wow. I just kind of applied for, you know, just to see what, how the process is. And um, it looks fruitful, but, um, but yeah, I think it'll, it'll be a couple bucks more per hour. That's all right. Ain't nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. I'll take that, yeah. But we're going to miss you. Oh, thanks. Don't worry. I'll still listen. Yeah, yeah, you still get our podcast every Friday. I love the podcast. That's what all weekend, I have all my drives to work. I was entertained at least. It didn't make that drive into work so bad. Hey, uh-huh. when you get to your uh, destination, wherever it is, especially if it's in Seattle, will you text <laughs> us back and let us know where, you, where you planted roots? I will. Yeah, I think I'll have a lot of free time because that'll just be me and him, and he's going to be a resident. I think uh, I'll have a lot of time to text you guys. All right, yeah. perfect. Well, thank you, Emery. Don't Thanks let him. So don't let him near the break guys. room. Don't let him near the break room. <laughs> Okay, that's, or the elevators. Yeah, or the elevators. Thank you. Yeah, the break room and the <laughs> elevators. If I know anything about Grays, that's where all the cheating happens. Oh, yeah? Yes. Oh, my God. Everybody, gets caught, everybody gets caught in the break room. So you tell them, use the stairs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Good Thanks, idea. Uh, Thanks, guys. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Pokeroo. <laughs> so, Pokeroo from the Polka Dot Door. We all know Pokeroo, right? Yeah. So the guy who plays Pokeroo, not on TV, but the guy who plays Pokeroo and has for like two decades at appearances and everything else, like he met the queen, like he's the Pokeroo that met the queen. Yeah. Uh, he showed up at that pot rally as Tokaroo, <laughs> I guess in costume. Yeah. And then got a cease and desist from the people at TVO because they, I guess, didn't appreciate him infringing on their intellectual property and turning Pokeroo into a raging pothead. Right. And uh, the guy who plays Pokeroo, a.k.a. Tokaroo, is uh, Mark Scott, and he's on the phone with us now. How you doing, Mark? It's Razamoka. Good. How are you doing? Doing good. So, are you the Tokaroo? 
I am the Tokaroo. Are you the Razaroo? <laughs> yes, we are. We are. Uh, so and the Mokaroo. I can tell. I can hear them in the background. Yeah. yeah. So will you be the Tokaroo after today? Still. Yes, I know. The deadline is today to to destroy or be destroyed. So what? <laughs> ha- I'm I'm going to toke on. So okay. So you've been playing Pokeroo at events for how long? For 22 years, I did that. Okay, for 20- From 1985 until 2007 for their fall launch at the metro zoo okay so you have not been pokeroo for quite a while then correct okay but you still have, has been out of circulation for a while but i okay so you haven't been paid to be pokeroo even at events or anything like that in quite a while correct okay and uh, but you still have the costume uh, no i don't have their costume i i made one for them and they own it okay and i have uh, my own parody okay but tokeroo <laughs> is is not the only aru that you have right correct like you, you i do i have other arus yes, I, I do. I am so arused. I have um, the can-do ruse. I've got Ready Roo, who has special needs or will talk to special needs issue. I have Signa Roo, who will talk to uh, deaf and signing issues and communication skills. I have Rainbow Roo, who will talk about gender identity or teen angst for the LGBTQ plus community. And then Tokaroo will talk about using drugs responsibly because excess makes a mess. Right. So prior to the news story of Tokaroo, has TVO sent you any letters about your other Aru's? No, they were, huh. they, I guess we're not aware uh, because Tokaroo had been out for the 420 events and yeah. for the uh, global marijuana March. Yeah. And uh, along with bong man. <laughs> and uh, also I had, uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, Bong Man. You may have seen. He's a he's a, one another character that I created for Mark Harrison. Uh, and the Rainbow Roo is out for the uh, Pride programs. Right now, did you show up at that event to educate kids, or did you show up because you thought it would be cool to have a Pokeroo and call him Tokaroo and just kind of get wild with all the other people smoking up? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, man's not gonna lie. <laughs> so what's next then? Like they sent you this letter asking you to please stop. The deadline is today. What happens if, as you say, you're not gonna stop after today? So what will happen after today? Well, you know, like I'm hoping that Stephen Colbert calls me to do a sesh, you know, and yeah, I don't know what really happens from from here because the whole idea is to create the can do ruse to go online to do internet interstitials, Mm -hmm. to teach these issues, because it's a challenge to do it in mainstream media. We often can't use the appropriate language because it may be sensitive to, uh, it it may not be appropriate for sensitive ears. And it's not for children. This is for the adolescent group, the eight to 30 year olds who are having questions and would like honest answers. Who owns the intellectual property rights on Pokeroo? Oh, well, TVO owns it. They have the copyright on the name Pokeroo. And polka dot shorts. Okay, and uh, and I am I am um, I've created a, a group of characters that are distinct and separate from that. The shape of my characters is very similar to a, a character called the Glump. Way back in the day, Eaton's used to have a character that would run around the store cut, slashing prices, and I played that character too. So, does your character uh, does, does Tokaru look like Pokaru or no? No. Okay. No. It's just the, it's different just colors, the, different representations. I've right. seen pictures of Tokaru. <laughs> well, looks like a know, distant cousin, bro. Does he look like a super well, high yes, Pokaru? Absolutely. Absolutely. Distant cousin. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, 
it's I don't, hard to I don't say know, not, man. right? I did embody the I character know. for, maybe, for then, a long time. Maybe just stick with Bong Man then. You know, I don't know if anybody's going to have a problem with Bong Man, but you got to understand that if somebody else owns the intellectual property rights on it, I, even, even, even if you tried to claim that this was parody, I don't think that you would win. Well, uh, I think I will because it is, uh, like, intellectual copyrights is a, is a different thing. I, ha- I actually own the copyright to the images I've created. Right. Just as, as the TVO... Uh, they've made, um, I, I actually have worn four different versions of that in 1985 <laughs> when I did the Coleco Cabbage Patch birthday party in, at Stratford Theater. Yeah. There was a really lumpy, uh, the, the body went right down to the feet sort of thing, and it has right. changed. The character I have made is, is a different character altogether. And then one of them, even the snout, looked like a country mailbox. Sure. It was very... <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mark Scott, all the best in your uh, in your fight for Tokaru. Yeah, and, and great to keep, to talk to you guys. keep him alive and keep that legacy going. I, I thought the weed fight was all done, but I guess it's not, right? Well, no, and get, soon medibles will not. come along. There and, we go. You know, hey, Moko, you can have pepper pot with a little bit of yeah. pot in it. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right, well, Razaru and Mokaru uh, live with Tokaru. Uh, take it easy, Mark. Thank you very much. Great to talk to you guys. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Murdoch, Murdoch Mysteries tonight. Love that show. 8 p.m. on CBC. And damn it, Maury, when he recorded his guest spot on Murdoch, Murdoch Mysteries, oh. that's the episode that's airing tonight. Where did they film that? Where did you shoot this, Maury? Come on in, brother. My love. I like how they do the sets. It's the coolest thing ever because when you arrive at this like empty warehouse, you go out back and you're transformed into this whole other world where it's just um, facades of stores and everything from back in the day. Like it's it's back in the day, Toronto, right? Yeah, it's unbelievable. But where is it? Uh, Leslie and Victoria Park and Leslie. Does that make sense? Yeah, there's a bunch of studios out there. Uh, Yannick Basson is awesome. Uh, His wife Chantel is awesome. Their daughters are all awesome. One of their daughters was an intern at ET Canada. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, and she didn't tell anybody. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I like that. found out like way late. That's nice. This is Uh, like season 12, by the way. Oh, my God, dude. This show is so crazy because this show was canceled, right? Uh, Who ran it first? City. City, and then and then it went away, and it was one of these shows like Nashville or like yeah. all these where fans saved the show, yeah. where there was just this uproar, and then and then they moved the show over to CBC, and then they've had like all these seasons oh. now. And uh, when the and, fans get together, huh? Yeah, and Anne Rice, you know, who Anne Rice is oh my God, no. the author, the author who wrote Interview with a Vampire and yeah. stuff like that. Oh yeah, Anne, Anne Rice is apparently the biggest Murdoch Mysteries fan. Yeah, she had this huge Facebook post about how when she finishes writing for the day, she likes to like curl up on the couch and do at least two episodes of Murdoch. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, it's the, weird, the weirdest thing, I think thing, I sent man. An, an email to NBC once when they canceled my show uh, Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> because they, it, like, all of a sudden, it just went away. It just went away. That, was that the Josh Duhamel show? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and Sonny from Godfather. Right. What show did you recently, Maury, write a letter to somebody who canceled oh, one of your when shows? When they took Golden Girls off the air in Canada, in I wrote reruns. a letter to the president of, of Global and said, you killed my friends. <laughs> That's a rerun show. Yeah, it's not even totally. new shows. I know. Totally. Reruns, all available on DVD and on demand. Uh, uh, so Maury was on uh, Murdoch Mysteries. Maury, your character, who are you playing? Okay, so I am playing the character of Passerby. Oh, right. That's what it was. And what do we have here? This was you rehearsing your line? Okay, best best of the day to you, Inspector. 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 
Best of the day to you, Inspector. <laughs> best of the day to you, Inspector. Now, best, you're not rehearsing this, like, in front of anyone, right? It's just, like, yourself? Oh, off to the side while they're all still, like, setting lights and stuff. Oh, okay. Best of the day to you, Inspector. Best of the day to you, Inspector. Wait, and what, are you, what are you wearing? Because this is, like, back in the day, back in the like day. Like an old-timey fall suit. Uh, okay. Uh, best of the day to you, Inspector. Best of the day to you, Inspector. Okay, can I stop this? Because it's <laughs> yeah. like two more minutes. Is of it this. really? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like best of the day to you, Inspector. There's, there's, there's seven words, Maury. Perfection. Wow. Okay. <laughs> the file he gave me is like three and a half okay. minutes. And, uh, and how did it all work out for you? I think it did, went well. Okay. And background. Action. What's wrong? Nothing. Everything. I don't know. Why do you say that? The station hasn't received a single call today. Not one complaint. No littering, no loitering, not even any lollygagging. And that's bad? It's not right. Best of the day to you, Inspector. See? Everyone's been so damn pleasant. Don't <laughs> <laughs> worry. Say by your phone. Hollywood will be calling. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. So last night on uh, CBC, the episode mm-hmm. of Murdoch mm-hmm. Mysteries that features mm-hmm. our very own Dan Mori here. Oh, yes, that's right. Remember Mori rehearsing for that? Can I hear for a sec more? My love. And you were only in one scene, right? Oh, less very, than a yeah, scene. Yeah, but a very pivotal scene, I'll not have you know. Less than a scene. What was the scene? So if anyone missed it last night. So it's when the inspector realizes in their Halloween episode that everyone in the town is being very nice, which is not normal. Right. And Maury played the character of? Passerby. Right. <laughs> Damn what Maury's seen from last night. Why do you say that? The station hasn't received a single call today. Not one complaint. No littering, no loitering, not even any lollygagging. And that's bad? It's not right. Best of the day to you, Inspector. See? <laughs> and that was it. Cut. Cut. Great yeah. job, Maury. All right. See ya. On your way. Uh, and, and what was the reaction like last night? Did everybody love that or what? Uh, mixed reaction. Oh, really? Oh, Some wow. people were mixed. like, that was it. All that buildup, that was it. And then a lot of people were like, oh my God, congratulations. You were on my favorite show. But they had to know that the buildup was because it was so small, though, right? Like, yeah. we're, we're aware. Yeah, I think some people just thought we were playing not all of it. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like there was more to that conversation. Like we were just teasing it. Oh. Right. Oh. Like maybe you and the inspector would run into each other down like somewhere else in the episode and have a, a little bit of a longer longer dialogue. Wow. Gagging. So, so did you did you tell your husband Matthew that you were going to be on the show, or did you tell him what scene I told and how him short it was? He knew it was on, but yeah. I told him nothing else. He he didn't see me practicing. Oh. He saw nothing. Okay. So you guys were sitting on the couch last night. Is he excited? No, because I took him away from Mariah Carey on The Voice to watch oh, this. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> the station hasn't received a single call today. Not one complaint. No littering, no loitering, not even any lollygagging. And that's bad. It's not right. Best of the day to you, Inspector. See? Everyone's been so damn pleasant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What's <laughs> <Okay>. oh. <laughs> so funny? We gotta rewind and do that again. It's not right. Best of the day to you, Inspector. See? 
Everyone's been so damn pleasant. <laughs> That's so funny. Your dialect doesn't match theirs. Best wow. of the day to you, Inspector. I'm just saying. It's the way you say Inspector. It should be like, best of the day to you, Inspector. Like, but we're not in England. It's Toronto. Well, they're talking like they're in England. He's England. Everyone else is from Toronto. I feel like there needs to be an accent or a dialect there. You realize it's too late. You're really into it. Your character, you're like really giving it. Let's do it again. That suit is way too big for you. They could have taken that in. <laughs> Best of the day to you, Inspector. See? Everyone's been so damn pleasant. All that facial hair. <laughs> See, it's the word inspector. I just, I like best of the day. Like, it, it works. But then inspector is, like, too, like... Okay, now say something nice to your husband. You wanted a guest appearance credit for this? Yes. No, it's a one line. It's not really a guest appearance. It's an extra. I'm not much. an extra. That was a guest appearance. They even tweeted about it. It was a very quick guest appearance. <laughs> like, don't blink. Give him his Canadian Screen Award right now. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Roz and Mocha. Hey, what's up, guys? Yo, yeah. How are you? <laughs> Good. Who's this? My, who's this? Damn. I wish you guys knew. Oh. My name's Kevin. Oh, hey, what's Kevin. up, Kev? Happy Halloween. Smooth Kevin. Happy Halloween to you guys. My, what? Pa- my pants just flew off when you said hello, bro. You're so smooth. <laughs> don't do that. Nah, don't do that. What's the matter? What's the matter with you? <laughs> Ah, uh, see, this is hilarious. I this is my first time ever talking to you guys. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, welcome I mean, to the like, Razamoga Show. Well, obviously, I'm welcome because I've been listening to you guys like for six, uh, I think six years right now. Six years. Okay, so Raz and I have been on the radio for nine years together now. Mm-hmm. How did mm-hmm. you, Kevin? How did you discover the Razamoga Show? How'd you hear about us? Okay. Well, long story short, uh, I was actually um, moving from Edmonton, Alberta, and my father put on the Roz and Mocha show and I don't know, I think it was like Roz's voice that actually like, holy shit, this guy has a soothing voice. Like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. And then my uh, dad was like, uh, you know what? I like the other guy because wow. he has that like, that hysterical laugh. Yeah, Mocha, mm-hmm. that's me. Yeah. And, I'll, and I don't know why, but you two, I don't even know why you guys don't even have a show yet. What do you mean? We have a show. TV show. Oh. Better. Oh. Roz is on television right now. He does uh, ET Canada every night, Monday to Friday. Oh, really? Yeah, 7.30 on Global. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right, Kev. Are you dressing up for work today? Are you dressing up in a in a Halloween costume? Oh, no, I'm dressing up later on. I'm going to dress up like a sexy, all tucked up uh, bulldog mask. Okay, so hold on here. You're going to go like... You're going as a sexy dog? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. A sexy dog. All tucked up. Yeah. All tucked. Nice shoes with a, yeah. a, a mask that I bought from Walmart yeah. that had like a bulldog. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. That ladies goes, love the, yeah, a guy with a dog. Yeah, ladies love guys with dog faces. You're right. You're <laughs> right. right. You That's better know women. Kevin knows women. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, Kevin. Well, uh, happy I, Halloween. Thank you for calling in. Between Ross and Mocha, <laughs> who is your favorite? Oh. Mm, you guys are putting me on the spot, aren't you? Mm. Okay, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I love both of you to the day I die. But I'm going to have to say it's Roz. Also a sexy dog. <laughs> yeah, see? 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 <laughs> Happy Halloween, Kevin! You too, big boy! Woo! Here we go! The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Love it. Hey, police started raiding call centers in India that they say are responsible for the CRA phone scam. What? Yeah? Yeah. The same scam that we've been getting like the past couple of months? I got calls yesterday. Let me tell you something, man. 
I got in a row, and I Googled the number, and then somebody, smart people on the internet, said that it was a CRA scam. They called me one, two, three, four, five times in a row within five minutes. Holy. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they knew they were getting raided, so they wanted to get in some last-minute scams. That's what I'm thinking happened, right? right? So they started busting these call centers, uh, arresting everyone in sight and seizing a ton of equipment that they use in their scam aimed Wait, at foreigners. Where? In India. In India, okay. Yeah, uh, they say hundreds of Canadians are among the victims victims of the so-called CRA scam. Uh and their combined losses from just two of the raided offices are likely to be in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Police say that they arrested 28 people in just one of their sweeps, including two seen as the kingpins of one of the operations. Uh, most of the people are in their 20s. Canadians, just Canadians, they say, have been scammed out of an estimated $10 million by the Ooh. CRA scam. Wow. $10 wow. Mil. And you will never see that money ever again. That's no, never. The, that's the, the, the whole problem and with all of we this, all got those phone calls especially like i'd say it started maybe in march and it really really picked up in at least i started getting them in march and it really picked up right before summer and all throughout the summer and they kind of died down in like august yeah but they're getting busted yeah like, and, and maury brought up a good point today because we were talking about it this morning like when scamming is your business and these aren't, you know, grifters where they go from, you know, town to town uh, scamming people out of, you know, their money and then making away with stuff. This is a job for them. Like they yeah. go into work every day. Their job and, is a scam. And they fully know, like they fully know what they're doing, right? Yeah. Like, But how do you go home and like, you know, cook dinner for your family and sit down and watch Netflix yeah. knowing what you've done for I a just, I, I think that they don't care. Yeah, but that many people? How can that many people not care? Yeah, I don't know. I I, I think you you'd know be why surprised because it's a job, man. And it, it, yeah. it's a job for them. It's not right? just the CRA one. I get the CRA one all the time. I also yeah. get one where they call up asking, telling me they're from Windows technical support, and they need me to click some buttons to give them permission oh. to log into my computer. Yeah, and I'm like, that's funny because I use Mac. So right, and then they immediately hang up. There's all sorts of scams. There's all sorts yeah. of scams. Yeah. But yeah, these, this is a job to them. They go into work every day. They sit at their desk. They make some phone calls. They scam some cash, and then they go home, get but a good night's sleep, watch a little Netflix, and go back to work the next day. That many people know what they're doing. That many people are okay. You know what? Though? To rip off. We're that talking many people. about uh, a place like India, where oh, some parts of India are boring. like super, super poor. So these people have like no option but to find any kind of work and getting paid peanuts, right? So they are working their asses off doing whatever it is they have to do to make those peanuts. They're not going home at the end of the day watching Netflix. We don't, don't know ne- that. We don't know that. No, I'm just saying, not all of them. Listen, man, some of them. We right? don't know. These there you don't I would like to I would like to think that it's done out of desperation, but yeah. I know a whole lot of the these cases that it's not. There's one point three billion people in India. That's true. Right? You know, you're gonna these jobs have lineups for people who want to go in and do it. And just scam. And just scam. But like, even their family is okay with what they're doing because you know that you know how did I have you a pay question. for that? Very important question those about this entire conversation. Yes. Why did you add a letter B to the word family just now, Maury? Did I? Yeah, you said family. They're family. Family. They're, yeah. Am I That's saying it wrong no, still? No, you're saying it right there, but yeah. I think you think it's wrong. You added a B. You said family. 
Yeah. They go home to their family. Yeah. yeah. See? Family. <laughs> family. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Remember yesterday when you were talking about the uh, CRA scam and how mm-hmm. the police busted up? Yes, sir. In India, all these call centers and started charging people. And yeah. I believe the number on the list was like 600 Canadians that were scammed out of money. The 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 dollar figure, uh, what they had said was, to date, it's around ten million dollars that Canadians have given up in the CRA scam. That's crazy. Um, so yesterday, when we wrapped the show, I was going through emails. Yeah, and I got every now and then at my my work account, I'll get these scam emails. Oh yeah, I like the one I used to get from Melania Trump. Exactly. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. One of the ones back in the day, I'm a Nigerian prince. Yeah. I got all this money. Of course. You want to help me out? Yeah. So listen to this one that I got, okay? Okay. How are you? I'm a hacker who cracked your email and device a couple of weeks ago. You typed in your passcode on one of the websites you visited. I intercepted it. This is the security password for mocha at kiss925.com upon moment of compromise. Password. Kiss925. <laughs> yeah. Of course, you can change it or even already changed it. Nonetheless, this won't change anything. My own malicious software updated it each and every time. Do not really attempt to get in touch with me or find me. It is impossible since I sent this email from your email account only. Oh, wow. By way of your own email, I uploaded malicious program code to your operation system. I saved all of your contacts together with friends, fellow workers, family members, as well as entire an entire record of visits to the internet resources. Jeez. Additionally. <laughs> There's more? <laughs> There's more. Okay. Additionally, I set up a virus on your system. <sighs> you aren't my only victim. I generally lock computers and ask for a ransom but I was struck by the websites of personal content that you frequently visit. I am an impact of your own fantasies. I've by no means observed anything like this. Consequently, when you've enjoyed those sites, you know what I mean, I made screenshots using my program via your camera of your system. There will certainly be laughter when I send these photographs to your contacts. Nonetheless, I am certain you don't want that. Consequently, I expect payment from you for your silence. I believe $900 is satisfactory price in regard to it. Pay with bitcoins. My bitcoin wallet is, and then proceeds to give me the link. In case you don't know how to do this, submit it to Google. Quote, how do I send money to bitcoin? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is oh not difficult right after getting the specified amount all of your details will be instantly destroyed automatically yeah. my virus will additionally eliminate yeah. itself yeah. out of your OS my Trojan virus uh, has auto alerts so I know when this email is open I give you two days for you to make the payment in case this does not take place all of your friends will get insane shots from your dark secret life and your system will be blocked as well after two See, days that's a good scam do not be stupid yeah that's a good scam because they're most geez man it's humiliation you know it's not the threat of jail it's not the 
we're going to arrest you and there's a CRA thing. This is humiliation. Yeah. And you know that this is what takes people down. It's what websites you search on your work computer. And my God, if you don't have a postage stamp over the camera on your laptop, you're an idiot. So a couple things about this email that came to me. The computer I use at work has no camera on it. Right. (laughs) Also, I visit like the same seven websites every single day. Sure. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Reddit, kiss925.com. Another like... Sure. Just stuff for work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The exact same every single day. Yes. Yeah. But they don't know that. They but don't that know is that. a great scam because people that's how people fall for it. That's uh, how people fall for it. There was a, a PS on this. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Authorities or buddies won't support you for sure. Or buddies. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds legit, right? Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Last night, of course, is Halloween. Hope everybody made it through all right. I had a burger last night. Bloated me, man. Oh, yeah? Oh. Bloat. Did you make it? Nah. Oh. Catherine uh, went to a place that she brought it home for me because she knew was going to be hungry. Because mm-hmm. she's the best. She is. With big fat cut fries. What do they mm. call them? Thin, thick cut fries, not yeah. fat cut fries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With uh, big fat cut fries that were delicious. But she gave me this burger and I had like a gluten-free bun that she ordered. And I don't think it was that, but maybe it was the burger. But I got bloated. I was like, like my belly was so swole. Yeah. Like I never get to feel swole because I don't work out and stuff. Like I never even get to use the word. You get the eating swole. I only get the eating swole. Yeah. Yeah. And my jeans was real tight. And I just, I don't know. I felt. At that point, why don't you just take your jeans off? Well, because I had to go trick-or-treating with Roxy. (laughs) (laughs) At that point, why don't you just put track pants on? You know, I can't. Do you own track pants? Do I own track? Yeah, but I have skinny track pants. I have one pair of like regular guy, I guess, track pants. Yeah, they're comfy. I like them. I have no problem with them. But I they I break them out maybe once twice a year. Oh, okay. Other than that, like if I need to get so even like a belly bloat won't get you into a pair of track pants. Oh hell no! So what's the circumstance where you would be in a pair of track pants? (sighs) The circumstances where I would be in a pair of track pants one. Most times I think that I would probably be alone. It would definitely be at the very, very end of the day. Probably that if I take a shower in the evening, I'd put a pair of track pants on from the time I got out of the shower to when I went to bed. So in that maybe okay. like hour window. But other yeah. than that, no. I would, shirt on or shirt off? Uh, shirt off. Yeah. I rarely have a shirt on at yeah. home. Shirts suck. Nobody wants to wear a shirt Same. at home. Usually when I get home, I just take off my shirt. Yeah. Nobody wants and to wear And my jeans. Yeah. Nobody. You take your jeans off, huh? Yeah. Wow. I and go I put all on day with the jeans. Pair of track pants. Yeah. But what if you sit and your belly hangs over the front of your jeans? Does that not ruin your day? I don't know. It ruins that's my like day. Flat ass stomach. Oh, bro. please. You're <laughs> such a liar. No, I can tell you what that's like. It ruins my day, though, a little bit. No, like, I know. like sometimes if I'm feeling sexy and stuff, and then I sit on the couch and I'm hot and I take my shirt off and I look down and my, like, my titties are sagging a little yeah, bit and yeah, like, yeah. my belly hangs over just a little over my jeans, I'm, I, it ruins my day. It completely what ruins, ruins my, my day, day is when my kid, who's a year and a half, yeah. will walk over from sitting on the couch yeah. and he'll look up at me. And while he's looking up at me, he's got his hand, both hands, yeah. and he's like this on my belly. Yeah, just, yeah, exactly. And just looking and like yeah. smiling. Yeah, yeah. Roxy, Roxy used to take her hand and put it under my boob and do that thing where you wiggle it up and down. <laughs> you flick You know what I mean? Like flick my boob around. 
And I'm like, it ruins your, it ruins your day. Like I can have a real great day. And I'm not, and I'm not like a big guy. Like I don't have a lot of body fat on me, but it ruins, it ruins your day. So, so sometimes I will keep my shirt on depending on, uh, how brave I am. Right. Really. Yeah. But you know about that, Maury. I was going to say, I never have my shirt off at home. Never. Ever. Really? No. Because I've done that sometimes when you're eating a, you know, ice cream out of the tub and you're on the couch and you realize that your boob is touching your belly. Yeah. Wow, that's like next level. <laughs> yeah, I don't need that imagery. Oh, Catherine walked in the other day, and I'm like, God, you're never gonna have sex with me ever again. She walked in the other day. I was shirtless on the couch in about 11:30 in the morning, eating chili cheese fries. <laughs> 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 wow, so <Yeah>. hot, dude. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, question for you: What's the date today? November first. Yeah. Okay. So, how many years ago? Ten. Was Michelangelo's oh. masterpiece on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel completed? How many years ago? What was the date Michelangelo, of the Michelangelo's artist? Sistine Chapel? Not Michelangelo the, the Ninja date? Turtle? Correct, Amundo. Okay. I used to think it was the 16th Chapel. Yeah. It is. The <laughs> other 15 were destroyed in fires. Yes, that's true. So believable. Um, the Sist- I've seen the Sistine Chapel, by the way. Yeah. I'm going to say in the year... Oh boy. I want to say sometime in the 1600s. No way. Maury, yeah. what do you say? I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to be yeah. more specific. I'm going to say 1650. No, 1662. 1662. Yeah. That's so long ago. I was going to say like 1910. 1910? No way, dude. Wow. So you think the Sistine Chapel is just over 100 years old? If that's 100, yeah. If the math is right, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. The other 15 are way older, yeah, duh. that's true. That's true. Uh, no, gentlemen, the Sistine Chapel, Michelangelo's masterpiece, was completed on this day 506 years ago, Maury. Oh. In the year 1512. That was close. 1512. You were on the right track then, with that, uh, Mocha. I can't believe they years. had paint then. Uh, the first car magazine ever published, it was uh, titled The Horseless Age. Oh, the, fir- the first car magazine ever published. <laughs> what year was the first car magazine published, Maury? When did we go make the transition from horses to cars? Now, I, I'm familiar with this because it was the Ford Model T was one of the first cars because my dad's best friend had one. Okay. Um, I'm going to say 1926. 1926. 1915. Right. 1926. Oh, so after the Titanic for Mocha. Uh, 1895, gentlemen, 123 Whoa. years ago. You know what? What? Originally, in my yeah. mind, God, I should have said that. Yeah. I was originally going to say 1895. Right. So, Maury, so you think that they were, what year did you say, 1926? Yeah. Okay. So, like, not that long before, like, World War started to fight, we were still on horses? Well, because when you, when you watch war footage, uh, uh, tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. They were often, you know, on horseback with their javelins. <laughs> with their javelins. Hold on, they're what? You know, what is long it? sticks with a poke. What is it? A long are stick about with a, a. Are you talking about a javelin? Sure. Yeah. Like. Like in the Olympics? Yeah. <laughs> right? We're talking war, not Olympics, bro. <laughs> when they're on the horse with the, the thing. Also, you described it as a long stick with a poke. <laughs> <laughs> also, to answer your first, you're wrong. <laughs> Jabbling. Okay, so you, you, so you remember seeing people in World War I on horses with javelins? Yes. Yes, okay. You're wrong. Okay. Okay, right. 
The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I was in New York over the weekend. Oh, fancy. And thank you. And I get back to the hotel. I had to go to a screening. On mm-hmm. uh, I flew in Friday, had to go to a movie Friday night, and then Saturday morning I had to get up and, and go and do all the interviews. And so Friday I get back from the screening, and I'm just dead tired. And I walk into the room and uh, throw all my stuff down on the, on the desk, crawl into bed. And um, I wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I look over on the desk, and there's a note, and a bottle of beer, and a bag of chips, and a bowl of fruit. Oh, so nice. Catherine, I bet. Your girlfriend. And the note reads, I always know where you are. Okay. And that's all I saw. And now, I didn't see this when I came in the room the night before because it was dark. And I didn't turn the lights on. Uh Uh-huh. So I didn't see this. So I thought somebody brought this into the room while I was sleeping. Yeah. And then when I came into the room at night when it was dark, I threw all my stuff down on the desk. And my wallet was covering the part of the note that reads, enjoy with love, Maury. Oh, weird! That's so weird, man. Right? That's so weird. Thank you. What the hell is wrong with you, man? Thank you. So I walk in and it just reads, look at this. I'll show you the note. I always know where you are. Enjoy with love, Maury. Right? I don't know. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. That's weird. That's super weird. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, what's your name? Reese. Reese. I've been listening for two years. Two years? How old are you now? Ten. Okay, cool. And you on your way to school? Yeah. How was trick-or-treating last night? Oh, it was amazing. Yeah? What did you dress up as? Uh, I was from a video game. Oh, which game? Halo. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. So, Reese, uh, when you go out trick-or-treating, what is your strategy? Do you take a grocery bag and you hope to fill that up? Do you have, like, a little bucket that you hope to fill up? What do you use to collect all your candy? Well, when I was eight, my I would have this ba- big bag and yeah. my dad would follow me yeah. with a bigger bag and whenever my small bag filled up I would dump it in the bigger bag and just keep going around I remember Roxy last year was her first year graduating to the pillowcase yeah yeah so she loved it last year this year though we used um, when we flew to when we flew to Mexico on Air Transat, yeah, um, when you they give you like a bag and where we were sitting that has slippers in it and like the eye mask and it's this big sort of bag, yeah. nylon bag with handles on it, like a Dick. shopping bag. Yeah, it's great. And so we had like three of those, and she's like, oh. "I'm you totally using this because it was like dark gray, yeah. like it wasn't like a white pillowcase, so it sort of matched her outfit a little bit." So that's what she used last night. Oh, nice. Yeah, she it was dope. all three. Yeah, no, no, she filled one. Oh, okay. Yeah, she filled one. So how about you, Reese? What was the uh, the first? Them chips take up a lot of room. Oh, true. Yeah. How about you, Reese? Uh, What was the first thing you opened? Was it candy? Was it chips when you got home? I think it it was, uh, you know, Humpty Dumpty uh, cheese sticks? Yeah. That was the first thing I opened. Nice. I just closed my eyes and just dipped my hand in there. (laughs) There you go. That's the way to do it. Thank you very much for calling in, Reese. Oh, no problem. Have a wicked day at school. And by the way. Yeah. Yeah. 
Walt is a smooth, cool dude. Oh, man. Why you gotta do that, man? <laughs> wow! Why you gotta do that? We were getting along great, Reese. But Ross, you are my favorite. Uh, yeah, thanks. It shows. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> you too. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. All right, Jennifer is on the phone, and um, you need relationship advice, right? Well, it's it's in that I don't know if I'm in a relationship is the advice that I need. Oh, snap. And what what are some of the clues that you think maybe you are in a relationship? Why are you feeling like that? How long have you been with the guy or girl? Like a couple of weeks, but the way that he's talking and the way that we're acting around each other, mm-hmm. we are, but neither of us date a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, I've only had, like, serious boyfriends. I haven't really gone out and just played the field or whatever people are saying now. And he hasn't done that either, so we don't know how to do this dating thing. Okay. Have so you- I think it's more he's scared to use the boyfriend word around me, and I'm scared to use it around him. Why, why so, are you scared to use the boyfriend word? Because I don't want to make an assumption. But why don't you just ask him then? Because I don't know how to bring that up without it sounding like I'm making an assumption. How many times a week do you guys see each other? Like, Three to four times, sometimes Okay, so almost every day. And you text a lot? Like all day, every day. Okay. And you look forward to seeing him? Yeah. And you like him? Mm Mm-hmm. And you assume that he looks forward to seeing you and that he likes you? He tells me all the time, so yeah. So, I could be wrong, but why not just, like, if you guys are pretty comfortable with each other, just have the conversation and say, like, hey, what is this thing that, that we're doing? What are we? Because I like you, you like me. Uh, I would like to be your girlfriend. I would like for you to be my boyfriend. That's true. I guess I could do that. If, if you guys are moving forward and if this continues, your relationship will not suffer if you guys develop the ability to have these very frank conversations about your relationship with each other. And we normally, like, we can and, talk about anything, which is great. We're no, very no, 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 honest. No, it's, it's not about talking about everything. It's about specifically talking about where you guys are with each other. We kind of brought it up. We were kind of talking about it the other day, but we didn't know what to do about it so then we'll just change the subject very quickly okay right so you have to develop that skill as two people who are sort of moving Mm -hmm. through life together who brought it up when you were having that conversation kind of both of us Uh i forget how it got brought up but i think it was more me just saying i don't know how to act because i don't know what we're doing i don't want to make an assumption you said that to him yeah and what did he say to you he said okay so then what are we doing and then we were talking about it and then we were talking about, I think we're seeing each other. And then I said, I don't even know what that means. So I Googled it. And I said, You Googled I whether you're his girlfriend? <laughs> you know what? Uh, I've learned that Google has all the answers. No, so I thought, why no. would it not know this? Yeah. Are you are you scared of, of, uh, of relationships? You know, I don't know that I'm scared of it. I think I had this like past, it's not even a relationship, this past seeing each other yeah. that did not go well. So I it's, think it's more I'm apprehensive about it. It sounds it sounds like you're you are scared, but I, I I think that you're scared of maybe ruining what could potentially be good. Yeah, maybe. Okay, um, don't worry about that because okay. if you have these conversations, then it will only strengthen what you guys are building. And if it does ruin it, if it does scare him off, if it does <laughs> if it does all this stuff, it, you're you're not it's it, you're not at fault because what you guys were doing. It was just avoiding the inevitable at that point, right? Like if right. this is not something, if he truly just does not want this to move any farther, but he's just kind of comfortable with you and maybe he likes fooling around with you, uh, you're just uh, you're just avoiding the inevitable. So your relationship will be fantastic if you guys develop these skills to be able to have these conversations with each other. Trust me on that. Okay. Right? Well, and then so how would I bring it up now. without sounding 
awkward, I guess. You know, it's not. It's not. It shouldn't be awkward. You're talking about. You're talking about your the most important time-consuming, brain-consuming thing in your life right now, which is mm-hmm. which is you possibly spending years with another human being. You should be right. able to have these conversations. And you don't have to put it like that. You don't have to be planning these long-term goals. Yeah. But my God, you you know, if you want to say, hey, listen, I have no, we don't need to start planning for the future. I'm not a plan for the future type of woman, but I need to know at least right now what we what we are because I'd really just sort of need to plant my heart in something right now. And I'm really feeling like it needs a space. So if it doesn't need to take all your all Ooh, your space, but it just yo. needs to take a little bit of space. Jennifer, remember that line. That's a great line, Roz. Okay. You know, you should be able to have these conversations. You really, really should. And I think that, that a lot of couples struggle with this, but you really should be able to have frank conversations about your relationship. That's good advice. I think okay. I'm going to have to do that today now. Okay. Yeah. Are you guys seeing each other today? No, but we'll probably text today. Yeah. So. Don't, don't do it on text. Yeah, no, don't. Definitely don't do it on text. This is a face-to-face conversation. Mocha's 100% right. Never have these conversations on text. I guess I'll have to tell him we have to see each other tomorrow now. No, so that don't even can... say no, that. No, no, don't no, say no, that. No, 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 no. No, no I'm not going to say that we need to talk because that's scary. No. I'm okay. just going to like just look out. And Don't then make talk. it weird. <laughs> Let me just Google when's the best time to talk. <laughs> Google's got you know what? Don't make fun of me. I didn't know what to do. So I, I went right. to the drastic situation and I just no, turned that's to Google. Okay. Okay. That's okay, Jennifer. It's, it says Tuesday is the best time to talk, by the way. <laughs> okay, then I'll okay. Google says Tuesday was a good time for okay. the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, it says Tuesday. Uh, Jennifer, thank you for calling in. Hope we help. Thank you for the advice. You guys did help. All Call right. us anytime, okay? Okay, thanks. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, before we get to uh, anything else, I have a, a Netflix tip in case somebody's wanting to start something new. I know um, Fridays when all the new stuff shows up on Netflix, mm. but there's a show called Bodyguard on Netflix. Okay, it's a UK show. It's not like a remake of the Whitney mu- movie. No, Whitney Bo- and Kevin Costner. No, Bodyguard. The only way that I can explain, and people who love these shows will get what I mean. Bodyguard on Netflix, and I think it's only like maybe six or seven episodes. I'm not sure. Maybe six episodes, but they're long. Okay. Like I think the finale was like like an hour 15 or something like that. Bodyguard is the perfect hybrid of everything that you loved about the first couple of seasons of Homeland and everything that you loved about the first couple of seasons of House of Cards. What? Yeah. That's so wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Homeland it's, and House of Cards? Yeah, it's everything that you loved about Homeland and everything that you loved about House of Cards. Trust me so on this. So politics and terrorists? Trust me on this. It is such an unbelievably captivating television show. And I'd never heard of it before. And there was only the main guy in the show. I, he was one of the Starks, I think, in... Um, Game of Thrones. Yeah. But I think maybe he died because everybody dies on that show. Spoiler alert. Um, so I, and I don't know what he did after that. And he was the, I believe the Prince and the, the Cinderella remake, the Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. That's where I recognized him from. But other than that, I don't really know where he, really? I don't the really bodyguard. know where he's from. It's called, so it it's has, called Bodyguard, oh, not, bo- the not Bodyguard. The, it's so just it has called nothing bodyguard. to do with Kevin Costner and Whitney Houston. nothing to do. The, there is no Whitney in the show. Okay. Do they play this song in any of the episodes? I'm going to say no. I'm still saying no. No, they do not play this song. Don't confuse people now. I'm trying to put them onto a good thing here. Is there... 
a chance that in future episodes, right. this song will make it into the Netflix show Bodyguard, which has nothing to do with Whitney Houston okay. and Kevin Costner. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say no. I'm just, I'm taking a guess here and I'm going to say no. However, there is a scene where he throws up like a, uh, uh, a scarf in the air and then they cut it in half with a samurai sword. So, similar. <laughs> hey, jackass. It has nothing to do with the bodyguard. It's just... Uh, I can't interrupt anyone. I don't care who you are. I can't interrupt you singing this. I'll wait till you're done. I don't know why other artists... You sound like that kid who tried to sing this song and kept screwing it up. Like, aspiring artists try to sing this song and they say they can't do it. It's so easy. Oh, yeah? I don't sound like that kid. Yeah, you do. The kid that keeps messing up? Yeah. Hold on. (laughs) Anyway, while you find that... Okay, I got to go back to this. Okay. If you're looking for something, because I know people do look to us for recommendations on shows and Netflix. Also, if you have a kid uh, who's around the age of like eight or nine, they're going the kids section. There's a great movie with um, Lou Diamond Phillips (laughs) from Young Guns. Called Cop and a Half. It's not the old Cop and a Half. It's the new Cop and a Half. And the little there's girl. A new Cop and a Half. A new Cop and a Half. And the little girl in the movie is fantastic. She's one of like the best kid actors I've ever seen. Her com- her, her comedic timing yeah. is just so on point. So Cop and a Half. Watch Cop and a Half. Starring it's, La Bamba. It's awesome. Starring La Bamba. You know La Bamba is. Sh- <laughs> Would it make you feel better if I played this? My favorite part of that video is yeah. that she thinks it's only that one part where it goes wrong. Yeah. No, honey, it's the beginning, middle, and end. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. <sighs> Episode 52 of the podcast. Oh, yes, I love this part. Uh, hey, Mocha, are you ready? Hell yeah. Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha Show and Kiss 92.5 News Break. Uh, an amateur golfer in Australia, a guy named Jim Grant, mm-hmm. was golfing with his dudes the other day. Okay. And he's on a par three. And he tees up. I love them par threes. He tees up and cranks it. Yeah. And then he turns around to look at his dudes as his ball goes in the hole for a hole in one. <gasps> and he missed it. Oh. And then six holes later, six holes later he looks at his buddy and goes what are the odds of me doing this again and his friend goes I don't know like one in 60 million and he tees up and cranks it and gets another hole in one no yes (laughs) it's widely reported that the odds of a golfer getting two holes in one on any one round they say are one in 67 million but they say that is a very conservative amount given the different factors. There's wind, there's rain, there's yeah. temperature, there's soil, there's everything. You can't, it's, it's, the strength of your, of your swing. It's, it's like, it, it's, it's so astronomical, the odds of being able to hit two hole-in-ones in one round of golf, and this amateur golfer, golfer did it. 
as a goof. Normally, I would lead with this because it is such huge news, and that is that the McRib is back at McDonald's, but I'm going to end it here because it's only at select U.S. McDonald's. Oh. So we'll just move along. Man. Move right along. Uh, a Star Trek animated comedy series has been ordered from the guys who do Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow. So the first ever official Star Trek comedy uh, will debut on CBS All Access, their online streaming service. From the guys, the Emmy winners, uh, Mike McCann, and the he's the guy who wrote Adult Swim as well as Rick and Morty. The half-hour series titled Star Trek Lower Decks <laughs> will tackle, oh, no. we'll tackle the Federation from a comedic perspective, focusing on, quote, the support crew serving on one of the Starfleet's least important ships. Oh, no, it's all the losers. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show on KISS. WWE has decided to go right ahead with their event in Saudi Arabia, uh, despite the sort of political climate right now going on with Saudi Arabia and the death of the journalist and how everybody's trying to figure out how to not do business with Saudi Arabia. Uh, WWE has said that they will honor their contract, that they've decided to uphold its contractual obligations uh, to the General Sports Authority, and they will stage the event. So... There you go for that. Oh, man. Uh, I, guess, I guess the the wrestlers who are on that bill yeah, who may dude, not want to go I don't know. by contract I have don't to know. show up. I don't know. It's tough. Uh, how long do you spend looking at your phone in one year? How oh, long God. do you spend looking at your phone in one year? Days, I'm going to say. Minutes, Days. Okay. Minutes, hours, what are you looking for? How long do you spend looking at your phone in one year? In total. How long of your life do you spend looking at your phone? I don't in know, one man. Year? Like hundreds of hours. I'm gonna right? say total. I'm gonna say a total of three days. Okay, Maury says three days. So a new no survey way, found the average Android user spends uh, three hours and forty two minutes each day looking at their phone. iPhone users spend more. They spend four hours and fifty four minutes, which translates yeah. to Android users spend more than fifty six entire days a year looking at their phone. iPhone users seventy four entire days. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show on KISS. I was doing ET Canada Live yesterday, and yeah. I've done so many battles with pop star super fans, uh, whether it be Christina Aguilera. Even when I say nice things, they come at you. I said something real nice about Zayn last week, and it was misinterpreted, and then I did a little bit of battling oh, with, no. uh, with, really? with, with Zayn's fans. And I love Zayn. I think what he's doing is amazing. Something I said was just taken the wrong way. So yesterday on... ET Canada Live. Yeah. I took a, just an absolute neutral position and said nothing. I played it safe, thinking that it wouldn't matter to anyone in the BTS army. So, this is what I said yesterday. Sound yeah. of that old song. So it's a little bit different. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is a standard pop dance That's great. EDM song, but sure. yeah, it's got a great energy to it. I'm not saying anything. I know, you don't want to say a single thing. <laughs> nope, I'm way too smart for this. <laughs> I've got I've done battle I've done battle with a lot of a lot of armies over saying on, something over saying something about a song. I am not doing battle with Dexter BTS fans. With it you guys are all awesome, They'll by the way. <laughs> I love every single fan of BTS, and no matter what anybody says, remember this: you are always right. <laughs> fine. I'm not doing battle today, man. Well, I like no the chance. Song, so fine. Good. Fine. Graham loves it. 
So, so I, after, said, I, I said nothing. Yeah, after that, what happened? I said nothing. That clip of me saying nothing about BTS yeah. has over 100,000 views. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, like, but you're happy about that, right? I, I guess. But I still, I'm like, yeah, oh, I spent my day yesterday talking to BTS fans being like, I love you guys. This was a tongue-in-cheek joke. I played it safe. Yeah. I meant nothing by Listen, it. Some BTS fans was, are savage. They are. But I'll tell you that communicating with hundreds of BTS fans yesterday... Yeah. They're a lovely group of people. Uh-huh. I think they're all awesome. Yes. And they're always right. <laughs> Killer cats. They say the invasive uh, species in our backyards. Huge article on how just destructive uh, house cats are. They say that they are one of the most prolific invasive species in history. Domesticated cats are now listed as one of the top 100 invasive species worldwide by the International Union for the Conservation of Nature. Domestic cats are directly responsible for the extinction of a number of animal species around the world, including 33 bird species in the U.S. alone. Popular pets are estimated to have killed... One billion birds and six billion other small animals every single year. A cat. Even common house cats that aren't feral, that are trained, still kill when they go outside. It's just what they do. Now, while it's difficult to get an accurate count of feral cats, it's estimated that there are at least 30 million of them roaming around the streets and neighborhoods in the U.S., an additional 40 million cats that are domesticated that are allowed to go outside. One billion birds a year is what they kill. One billion birds. They have wiped out an entire population. They have wiped out species of birds. God. Uh, Selena Gomez, I guess, uh, lost her title as the most followed person on Instagram <gasps> yesterday. Now it may be back. I don't know. I don't follow either of these people, but I don't I know. She might be. She might be her? back on top. Can I guess? Yeah. So Selena Gomez had yeah. uh, one hundred and forty-four million. Okay. Three hundred forty-nine thousand ninety-six followers. I'm going to guess it's one of three people. Okay. Kim Kardashian. Okay. Beyonce oh, oh. or yeah. Taylor Swift. Incorrect, incorrect, and incorrect. Was Correct. I close? Nope, not even close. Oh! Is it Kylie Jenner? It's Kylie Jenner. Nope, not even close. It's a guy. It's not Kanye West. Not Kanye West. Oh, oh, oh! Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber. Incorrect. It's not Justin Bieber? No, uh, but as of last night, Cristiano Ronaldo... Oh, had, yeah? Yeah, one hundred and forty-four million four hundred and four thousand six hundred and six, which is a difference of sixty-five thousand five hundred and ten. Now, of course, that could all change now. I don't know. I didn't get the latest. This is I'm as sure of change. as of last night. The title could be back to Selena Gomez. Nobody really knows. Well, I guess people would if they looked at it. I just didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Until then it will be remain a mystery. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Let's start off with Justin Bieber. Oh, scary. Who's dead? No, he did not die. Ah, <laughs> uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Yeah, we would have heard that news already. Justin Bieber apparently has ditched his shaggy locks. Oh, I thought you were going to say his fiance. Shaved head. He shaved off all his hair? In an Instagram post last night, Justin Bieber standing in front of a mirror. Fully clothed, by the way. And eating a burrito sideways? 
the burrito was eating him sideways. That's scary. Uh, uh, with his head fully shaved. Now, funny story. Tonight for Halloween, I will be giving the children hair. <laughs> God, that's so gross. Some will be balled up. Others will just be loose. Like in a Ziploc bag or are you just like clumps of hair in your hand and then put it in there, either in their hand or their trick-or-treat basket or bag or whatever? It depends on what shape it forms once I pull it out of their head. Oh, their own hair. Wow. The children come to the door. Yeah. I smile. Yeah. (laughs) Ah, look at you. Yeah. Then I pull their hair. Yeah. Rip it out. Yeah. Roots. Sometimes scalp. (laughs) That's the best part. And then I throw it in their bag. Wow. Get out of here, jabroni. Out you go. On your (laughs) way. Say hi to your mother for me. (laughs) (laughs) The Roz and Milky Show on KISS. Kanye West says that he has quit politics and attacked Donald Trump over immigration, saying... I've been used to spread a message I don't believe in. God. Kanye says, quote, my eyes are now wide open and now realize I've been used to spread messages I don't believe in. I am distancing myself from politics and completely focusing on being creative. I guess the lithium finally kicked in. (laughs) You can pull his hair out too? He says, I support those who risk their lives to serve and protect us. And I support holding people who misuse their power accountable. I believe in love and compassion for people seeking asylum and parents who are fighting to protect their children from violence and war. Wasn't he just up at a White House like three weeks ago, though? Talking about airplanes. And showing us his passcode for his iPhone, which is zero 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 zero. Do you know what the passcode for my iPhone is? Dead, 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 dead. <laughs> you can't actually. <laughs> Don't tell me how to use a phone. Okay, sorry. Also, there's a flashlight on it, which comes in handy when I'm murdering. You wouldn't want to do that in the dark? Murder in the dark? That'd be terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever tried to kill someone in the dark? <laughs> no. Very scary. At least one in five people, they say have lived in a house that is haunted. According to a new survey, one out of every three men and one out of every five women say that they lived in a haunted house at some point in their lives and the majority of them say they didn't know the place was haunted when they moved in. That's what you gotta ask. You ask them, hey, is this house haunted? And they say no. And then somebody dies and you know the rest of the story. But I think they have to tell you if you ask if somebody has ever died in the house. I think that's right, right? I only ever ask, is it okay if I kill someone in this house? Okay. They usually say no, then I kill them. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Red Dead Redemption. It's a video game. I didn't even know this existed, but this video game had the biggest opening weekend in entertainment history. Red Dead Redemption. Dead. Mm. Made $725 million from Friday to Sunday on the weekend. 
And that's a video game. A video game. A video game. Yes. Yes. Like Avengers Infinity War that opened earlier this year. Right. Didn't even do that. Couldn't do that. And it's one of the biggest movies of the year. I'll tell you why I support the gaming industry. Because when the kids, they play the games, they sit for so long. And their (laughs) legs, they fall asleep. And when I come in for murder, they can't run. At all. (laughs) And also, their parents never check on them. (laughs) (laughs) The Rise and Milky Show on KISS. Well, Ariana Grande has uh, covered up her matching engagement tattoo that she got with Pete Davidson. Oh, really? Why? Well, you know. But it's brand new. I guess they both had written on their thumbs or tattooed on their thumbs, like going a long way, like this on your thumb right here, on Uh the the, the handy part of your thumb, I guess that you would call that technically. Sure. Uh, They both had the uh, word reborn tattooed on them. So when they held hands, their thumbs would touch and it would be reborn and reborn. Ah. And uh, she got that tut uh, covered up. She put an olive branch over top of it. Uh, also, can we stop making a big deal out of Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson? Like, if we had friends that dated for as long as these two did, you'd look at your friend and go, get over it already. Yeah. You were like with the guy for like a couple months. Yeah, like two, three months. Like two, three months. We all knew it wasn't going to work. 12 weeks. Yeah. It was a summer fling. Yes. Thank you. It was camp. It was. Right? It's like somebody upset about the the guy they dated at camp that year. That's exactly what it was. Like, this isn't some travesty that we need to mourn. No. They weren't together 50 years. They were together 12 weeks, if that. KFC, if you remember, offered $11,000 to anyone who would name their baby after Colonel Sanders on his birthday. Yeah. And somebody did. Yeah? Yeah. So the baby was born on September 9th, which uh-huh. was Colonel Sanders' birthday. It was a little girl. Xander. And uh, Anna Pilsen and Decker Platt yeah. of Southern Pines, North Carolina, had their baby, and they named her Harlan Rose, because Harlan was Colonel Sanders' first name. Oh. So they gave her the name Harlan Rose. They're gonna call nice her name. they're gonna call her Harley. And KFC just announced that they in fact won the contest and Harlan will get an eleven thousand dollar scholarship. So that would pay for college when she goes there in like twenty thirty five, thirty six, depending on when okay. it is. Which is a huge chunk of change Wait, to but, save for a kid. So they get eleven grand. In a, in a scholarship. In a scholarship. In a scholarship. No, in a scholarship. In a scholarship. Yeah. Wait, but do they get chicken? No, there's no they chicken involved. Like, not even like a gift card for no, I don't see a family any, size bucket? Listen, I don't see anything here about a Come gift on, card. KFC, what's wrong with you? Right? Like maybe eleven grand and a and a small popcorn chicken, right? No. Something like that? No. Okay. If this child has been named after Colonel Sanders, the right. least they could do is get a family size bucket. Right. Or like a year's worth of KFC. Right. But I mean, listen, they, 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 all they had to do was name the kid Harlan. They didn't have to name it Colonel Sanders. I understand if you had to name your kid Colonel Sanders, you would want free chicken. But you only had to name the kid Harlan. <sighs> I know, but still, it's a KFC promotion. Yeah, 11 grand. You're sounding an awful lot like Maury right now. I'm just where saying, Where the grand man. prize is 11 grand and Maury would be like, what, no chicken? 
I, I think that's KFC's an important. Delicious. I know I'm with you. Though. I think I'm that's a pretty important. If, if, if it were anything else, I don't know if I'd be as upset. <laughs> but when there's any sort of sweepstakes that involves KFC, yeah. it really, really should yeah. involve chicken. Like don't don't deny them the eleven herbs and spices. I know, and God bless KFC for always giving you way more gravy than you need. Because that's Isn't a rarity in life. It's a rarity in life. It Most places when you best. order gravy, it is not nearly enough gravy oh. for what you need. KFC has always taken into consideration that extra gravy is yeah. the best. I love the KFC gravy. Yeah. It's like the size of a big bowl of soup. It really is. I used to drink it. Did you? If it's I didn't so finish, thick, though. I know. If I didn't finish so, the gravy yeah. with whatever it was I was eating. Yeah. I'm not letting that go to waste. Oh, it's so thick. It's like Play-Doh. <laughs> it's so, mm. it's so thick. Delicious. <laughs> Roz and Mocha Q&A Before we get to the Ask Roz and Mocha portion of the podcast I have to read to you guys a couple of reviews All five stars, by the way, that we're getting on Apple Podcasts So wherever it is you get your podcast from The Roz and Mocha Show podcast Please uh, feel free to leave a rating and or review This one just came in this week The title is You Read My Mind when I drive to work, I always hate having to listen to music in between your conversations. Jesus. I know it's a radio show and music is to be ex- expected, but now with this podcast, it's like you guys read my mind. I can now listen to you guys without any music or commercial interruptions. Perfect. I love you guys. Best podcast ever. Uh, I wonder how much the podcast is cannibalizing the actual radio show. That's the uh, I know. That's the interesting I know. Please part listen to the regular this. radio show Monday to Friday, <laughs> 6 to 10 a.m. Uh, Miss BSL. Subject line, funny, all five stars. I can't remember when I started listening to the Ronza Moga show, but it's been part of my day for a very long time. But when the show is over, I'm left wanting more. The podcasts have been the answer. I listen to the podcast's episodes every day while I'm driving, and I'm pretty sure people think I'm crazy because I'm laughing so hard. Thanks for putting these out weekly. You guys are an amazing radio show. And Don Julia said, subject, obsessed. All five stars. My commute to work is so short in the morning that I can't listen to the live show. This podcast has been a lifesaver and made me laugh every time I listen. I'm so sad that I get caught up because now I have to wait a week between episodes. Give wow. me more. So there you go. Uh, again, wherever it is you get your podcast from, the Razamoka podcast, feel free to leave a rating and or review. We would love you for it. And now, fellas, for episode 52 Ask Roz and Mocha! Uh, got a question. Ask Roz and Mocha is one of my favorite things we do on this show, whether it be the actual radio show or the podcast. And we get to have somebody who listens to the podcast and the show on with us to ask their question. We got a, um, a message from Victoria for the Ask Roz and Mocha. Hi, Victoria. How are you? Hi, guys. I'm good. How are you? Good. good. Victoria, so- I'm just going to read a little bit of what you wrote us mm-hmm. just because I, I don't want you to sort of go off track here and then we can get right to the point. Okay? Okay. 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 So you wrote us, what is the best way to approach your significant other about having a serious conversation? Okay. So that's one. And then you said, mm-hmm. my fiance and I got into an argument and he said, quote, uh, I don't want to talk about that right now. That's problem two. Uh, now he's working overnight seven days a week, and I understand that he's tired and overworked and doesn't necessarily want to talk about his feelings. That's number three. Whew. Uh, and I don't want to bother him and put it on the back burner for a few weeks, or is it better to be the annoying girl that bugs him after a 12-hour shift to talk? That's four. Help me, Razamoka. I need a male perspective and Maury as well. Okay, so four <laughs> problems all within that one little question that you asked. So what is the conversation that, you th- that you're trying to have with him? Let's get that out of the way first. Okay, so 
first of all, that's it's happened a couple times now where we've been having a disagreement and he said, I don't want to talk about this right now. Right. But this time in particular, it was just about, it wasn't something that I thought was a difficult conversation necessarily. We were actually talking about something wedding related mm-hmm. and it was like, it was kind of silly, but like we had said like we were going to have five people each in our bridal party. Mm-hmm. And then I was having a hard time because I felt like one of my cousins might be offended if she wasn't in my bridal party. So I just kind of threw it out there. I was like, what if I had six and you had five? Like, you know, a, like it doesn't really matter. Like there's no rules. Like no one, like we don't have to follow the wedding rule book necessarily. Like, is it really going to affect the the grand scheme of things? And he was just kind of like, no, I don't want a big wedding party. And I was like, well, like, can we like talk about it? Or like, I'm like, like it would just make my life easier if I included her and it's not really going to affect anything really in the grand scheme of our wedding. And he was like, no. And then I kind of kept pushing. And then that's when he said, I don't want to talk about this right now. I had a long day. You always break things up like at the worst time because like, like always at nighttime, like why couldn't you have brought this up earlier? And I was like, well, this is like the time we have to talk. So I was like, I feel like this is really the only time I can bring things up because like when you first get home, like we're making dinner and I don't want to like bombard the questions initially. So for me, I was like thinking I was doing the respectful thing by like, you know, easing into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Victoria, how old are you? 29. 29. And how long have you been with your, your fiance? How long have you guys dated? Three years. Three years. Three years. What kind of things did you fight about before when you guys were dating? Um, like, our arguments have kind of gone similar to this, but like we've definitely had fights. We've had disagreements. Um, and honestly, the disagreement ultimately it, it's a disagreement that turns into kind of a larger fight about his communication style. Like mm-hmm. I feel like, um, like when something is wrong, I'm the type of personality that like, I just want to talk about it. So it's mm-hmm. done. And like, it's not looming over us. Um, where he's like fine kind of doing the whole like passive aggressive thing, like acting like a little bit mad until like he just gets over it or I get over it. And I'm not okay with that. So like we've, it's been a challenge kind of finding like a middle ground. So like what I've been doing is like, I'll bring things up and I will wait and I'll like give him a day, but then I'll revisit it and I'll say, okay, like, just so you know, this is still bothering me. Like we need to plan a time to talk about it. And like, he'll never be the one that's like, Hey, like ready to talk. But like when I bring it up after a day or so, he'll be like, he'll be more open to talking about it. But this time in particular, like I won't see him for like a week and because of like our opposite shifts. Mm. So then I'm like, Oh, like, when he comes home from work, like I have a hard time acting like loving and happy because like I'm secretly like a little pissed off. <laughs> okay. So here's a, here's a couple of things, right? Um, one for the majority of times, and I'll say guys, but women do this too. When it's, when guys don't want to quote unquote, talk about their feelings, it's usually for two reasons. One, they don't really know how they feel or two, mm-hmm. they don't want to make an already bad situation worse. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, um, the argument that you guys are having about the size of your wedding party uh, that's a you problem, not a him problem. Okay. Yeah. You guys agreed five and five. Mm-hmm. Then you were like, Oh God, I screwed up my cousin. So now you're going back to him and basically telling him his opinion on all of this doesn't matter. 
Okay, it doesn't matter what you guys agree on with as a couple for the wedding because you will then just change it anyway. Mm. Okay, that's a, that's a that's a you problem, right? You guys had a, you did the couple thing. You agreed. You were like, oh my god, it'd be cool. Why don't we have five? And you have five, and I have five. And he's like, yeah, that sounds great. And then you're like, well, we need to talk. And as soon as you tell a guy that you need to talk, what guys hear is, I'm going to complain, and it's probably going to be about you. Yeah. Right? It's not that yeah. you guys agreed on something. And now you can't be pissed at him when he doesn't want to go back and have a conversation about how his opinions don't matter. Yeah. Because that's what you're doing. Yeah. And you can't have these conversations uh, after a terrible day. The only time that you can sit and have these conversations, the best time to sit and have these conversations, are when things are actually going well. That's, that's mm-hmm. what, and, and you don't, you don't come at it with the me, 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 I, my problems and your input doesn't matter. You may want to start with, here's the situation. I feel this way and I really screwed up. Ask him how he feels about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Ask him how yeah. he feels about it. And the other reason why a lot of guys don't want to talk or the passive aggressive silence, as you put it, is oftentimes when guys, and it's a rare thing, when guys bring up an issue in a relationship Oftentimes, it's about sex. And in those conversations, women usually shoot the conversation down. That's why guys mm-hmm. don't bring things up. Mm-hmm. Because what's important to them, you blow off because you don't want to talk about it. If you had an issue with your sex life that he brought up, like chances are after a long day at work, you're going to not want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that yeah. happens all the time. And it's happened in my life, and I'm sure it's happened in your life at some point. But you blow him off, too. It's just yeah. the things that are important to him aren't important to you, mm-hmm. right? Hey, Victoria, yeah. in, in the time that you guys have been together, three years, I believe you said, right? Yeah. Uh, has he ever brought up anything to you, like where he says, hey, I think we should talk about this, or this particular subject is uh, is real important that we should chat about real quick? Um. Yes, like not in that way of phrasing it, but... Um, like when you know someone, you can obviously tell when something's upsetting them, mm-hmm. you know, the change in their demeanor and how they're acting. Like you just know whether they say it or not. And, you know, so I can tell, and I've been the one that said like, Hey, like, is everything okay? Like what's going on? And then, then he's kind of said like, Hey, like this is bothering me. And, you know, I've, I've reacted poorly in the past where I've been like, why wouldn't you told me that? Like, Uh, like when it was bothering you because he'll sit on it longer than I will, obviously because it's more difficult for him to bring something up. Um, But then I realized, you know, like it's not easy to bring things up and you know what I mean? Like my first reaction can't be like, why did you wait so long? It's like, it should be like, okay, like thanks for bringing this up. And so he has brought things up and we've talked about it and you know, I've definitely done like what, Roz said like where I've like shot it down mm, yeah. and you know what I mean and then kind of come back to it and been like okay that wasn't the best way for me to handle it yeah. Um, but yeah like he's definitely like brought things up it just it takes him some time and he's not like with his words you know it's a little bit more challenging for him I feel so like it just takes him longer to get the message across what he's trying to say not like, not being able to not being able to articulate feelings about something does not yeah. mean that he does not have feelings about mm-hmm. something yeah 
Yeah. And you just have to remember that. You have to, you know, you are a certain way where you want to bring something up. You know exactly what you want to say. You know exactly how you're going to bring that message across. And you know that you want to have that conversation right now. I mean, you just finished saying how different of a person he is. But to Ross's yeah. point, in that situation, that circumstance, doesn't mean that he doesn't have feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, I never really thought about, like, how you said, like, the whole like wedding party thing and like how that's a me problem. Like I never really looked at it in terms of like, you know, how he would feel if I just all of a sudden I'm changing my mind about this. Like, right. This is how that conversation is going to go. About it like that. This is how that yeah. conversation is going to go. You're going to go, uh, we need to talk about this whole wedding party thing. And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. And you're going to go, why don't you want to talk about it? And he's like, what is there to talk about? And you're going to say, well, I know that we agreed on five on five, but now I have this issue, uh, you know, where my cousin and she's going to feel left out. And now I need six and he's going to go, I don't want to talk about it. And then you're going to go, why don't you want to talk about it? And he's going to be like, because it doesn't matter what I think. Yeah. Yep. It doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what I think. This conversation means nothing because my opinions don't matter. Mm-hmm. What do you think you would have said if he came to you and said, hey, I want to add another dude to my, to my side of things, and you still had five? What would your reaction be? Um, I, like, I feel like I'm pretty... Like, it sounds like I'm just saying this, but like, I, I feel like I'm pretty open, like to, to changing things and to not like my whole thought process going into having a wedding is like, you know what? I don't want things to stress me out. Cause you hear all these horror stories about like people getting stressed out about trying to accommodate like everyone's family members and everyone's opinions. And so I've just kind of gone into the whole thing. Like, you know what? I'm just going to do my best. And like, maybe not everyone's going to be happy, but like, you know what, just, I'm just going to try to, and I don't want to say make everyone happy, but like, yeah. just try to go with the flow. Good, like, thing, and good not thing the wedding's so not stressing you rigid. out, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Hey, like, Victoria, if I can give you one uh, bit of advice, okay? When it comes to okay. planning a wedding, because my yeah. wife and I went through this four years ago. We just celebrated our four-year wedding anniversary. Yes, happy anniversary. Thank you. Is that the only people you need to accommodate and make happy are you and your soon-to-be husband. That is mm-hmm. it. You don't got to worry about anybody else. You don't got to worry about pissing anybody off. You don't have to worry about your family, whether it's parents, cousins, whoever, uh, being upset over something at the wedding that they think should have been a certain way. It's your wedding. It is your soon-to-be husband's wedding. Those are the only two opinions that need to matter to you. I can't tell you to this day, four years later, how many family members that I have that are still pissed off that they were not invited to our (laughs) wedding. We could have. I come from a massive, massive Guyanese family. We could Mm -hmm. have filled a room with like a thousand people if we wanted to because we have family everywhere. My wife and I decided that we were going to have a wedding with people who knew us from the beginning or were a part of our relationship in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. So there was nobody at that wedding, at our wedding, that didn't know us as a couple or weren't involved in our relationship Mm -hmm. directly. We had 99 people at our wedding, and that is including Jenna and I. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. 
you're going to get family members that are going to be pissed off. You're going to have people who are uh, expecting your wedding to be a certain way or certain people to be invited. Don't worry about any of that. The only thing that matters is uh, you and your husband and your happiness that day because it really is about the two of you. Yes, but you're right. And on, and that's why I think this segment in general of your podcast is so amazing and also why I was so looking forward to talking to you guys because I'm like, I just... I I wanted to hear, you know, like, what am I missing? And like, like, what am I not seeing? And that's like, exactly what you guys helped me with today. So like, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. We can't let you go without getting some words of wisdom from Dammit Maury, because uh, you did ask for his advice. Maury, any quick advice before we let Victoria go? The one where I'm the worst to ask for this, because I had a fight with Matthew last night, and I locked myself in the bathroom because I didn't want to talk about okay, it. So, so, oh, no. Act, oh, act, yeah. So Maury's advice... You didn't want to talk about so it? So Maury's advice is act like you're three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have a very important follow-up question to that, Maury. Yeah. Now, when you said you locked yourself in the bathroom, did you lock yourself in the guest bathroom that you're only allowed to use, or did you lock yourself into the master ensuite bathroom that you are not allowed no. to use that is in the bedroom that Matthew specifically said do not touch anything or go into any part of this bathroom. No, I spent 2 hours in the guest bathroom. Why 2 hours? What was so what was what were you guys fighting about? My double chin. Wow. <laughs> you were fighting about your double chin and you locked yourself in the bathroom? <laughs> I don't see, you know what? It's like I, I how why? What was the fight about? Why were you fighting about your double chin? The minute I came home, he handed me a plate, of, like a bowl of pasta yeah. and for dinner, and then it starts, he started jiggling my double chin going, oh, someone has a double chin, and I got so upset. I'm like, you can't hand me a bowl of pasta right. and in the same breath, jiggle my chin. Right. Does he have anything that jiggles that you can do that back to him or no? Yeah, a couple things. A <laughs> couple things. All right. Maybe try that. So does, does your, I don't know, does your fiance have any things that you can jiggle? <laughs> like, I, I'm trying, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to break down Maury's advice here. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying no, to relay you know Maury's what? wisdom into your situation. And, and so if there's, I don't know if it works. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. know. In this, yeah. In, well, yeah, just particular. lock yourself in the bathroom. Yeah, because that's healthy. I think, I think what I learned from Maury's story is like how how not to handle a situation. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, just <laughs> listen to Maury and then do the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I hope we helped Victoria. Thank you so much, guys. Oh, you you definitely did, and thank you so much for um, having me on the podcast. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me because I can never listen to the show because I'm always at work and like I'm that person that will stretch out the podcast for as long as possible. Wow. And like pause it like when I'm going through like the Starbucks drive through because like, oh, wow. I don't want to miss something. Wow. And if I turn it back on and I feel like I've missed something, I'll just rewind it and listen to it again. So thank you. And thanks for having me. This was awesome. Oh, you're the best. Oh, love you lots, Victoria. Thank you. Okay. Love you guys. Take, Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Amanda Bailey wrote in and said, what is a weird talent that you guys have? Example, I can wiggle my chin. Oh, we've talked about this before, which is my weird talent. And I don't know if it's a talent. I don't even know how weird it is, but I can hum whistle. Oh, do it. Yeah, sounds like a laser beam. It's a hum and a whistle simultaneously. That's why, Maury, I call it the hum whistle. Very creative title. Can you do it, Maury? Come on, get in on this. We're all doing it. (laughs) No, come on, try, seriously. First of all, whistle. No, whistle. Whistle. <laughs> you just blown air at a okay. lower octave. Yeah, whistle. 
Can you make a noise if you suck in? No, that's not it. Okay, try whistling again. Okay, now hum. No, no, hum. Just, no, no, no. Okay, whistle. 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 What? Okay. Are you doing? Whistle. Okay. You look in your lips like a cow. Okay. Whistle, whistle. You're wetting your whistle, not your willy. <laughs> you weren't. Okay, next question. You weren't wetting your willy. Next question. How have you ever wet your willy? <laughs> okay, no, sorry. Maury, so what is one weird talent that you yeah. have? Uh, you could tell me a month and I'll tell you what number it is. Okay, six. June. Okay. Nine. Nine is July. Nine is July. No, it's not. No, September it's not. is July. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so that's that. That's great. That's a great talent, so, more. So Mari knows when June is. <laughs> what is you? What is your weird talent? Example, I can wiggle my nose. Mari's, what's yours? I know when June is. <laughs> Oh my god, dude. <laughs> I know when June is, but I don't know when September is. Okay. Uh, Nikki China says, uh, Are there any movie scenes you find upsetting to this day? Not necessarily scary, just straight up unsettling. I am going to answer first. Yeah, go ahead. It's not a movie, it's a TV show. And I only watched episode one. And there are multiple seasons, and I refuse to watch any other episode, <laughs> even if they all have nothing to do with episode one. Right. I know what you're talking about. National Anthem. Episode one, season one of Black Mirror. Yeah. The, the scene ep- with the prime minister and the pig. Yeah. The scene is called, uh, the, the episode is called National Anthem. Did you, I... you know this, Maury? Did you see it? No, I want to now. Okay, so the, so Black <sighs> Black Mirror is an anthology show. So none of the episodes have anything to do with the other episodes. Fair enough. So it's all separate. And it's brilliant television. But episode one was, there was a, I believe, princess that was kidnapped. Modern times, England. They kidnapped some princess. And the stipulation and the ransom in order to get the princess back was that they wrote a note saying that the prime minister would need to go on television live and have sex with a pig. You watch this? Everybody watched it. It was one of the greatest episodes of television I've ever seen. Did he do it? You you saw the episode, right, Mocha? Of course I saw the episode. Yeah, he did. No. Yeah. And you saw it? What's that? You saw? Well, why you do you say it like curious, so that, curious yeah, like that, you, you weirdo? Why are you so intrigued? <laughs> <laughs> God, you're so weird. No, watch man. it. Do you know what? That's your homework for this weekend, Maury. Go on Netflix. Sure. Watch episode one, season one of Black Mirror. The episode is called National Anthem. Oh. Okay, go watch that, and then we will discuss next week on the podcast. Okay. okay. I have a scene. Which is thing. what? In the movie 42. When everyone was, you know, spitting and getting angry. Ex- explain, oh, explain Jackie Robinson. Is. That's right. right Jackie yeah. Robinson. It's uh, it's so unsettling to me because it's where I learned that black people really had it bad in baseball. Right. I remember that, yeah. Maury went and saw 42 and he came back and goes, you know, I had no idea how bad black people had it in baseball. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, and, and a lot of other places <laughs> yeah. too. Not just baseball. Like, like in life. Like, like the world was really like i would say baseball was as good like really a great place 
at the time, like a decent place it at the really time. It really hurt me. Of course it did. Yeah. Racism then, right? Yes. Maury learned about racism in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> Roz, any movie scenes uh, that are unsettling to you? Yeah, I don't know. Jeez, I, I've, I've thought about this before, and I don't really have anything that is, you know, that's really all that unsettling. I remember seeing stuff that was unsettling at the time, but nothing that really stayed with me. Yeah. Uh, over not the, like me and that Black Mirror over episode. the year. No, nothing like you and nothing like you and Black Mirror. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like sex scenes. Sex scenes. Like Dude, seriously. Like, <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, what would be an unsettling sex scene? Like Fifty Shades, where they're like all whippy and stuff. No, no. I I saw about twenty five minutes of, of Fifty Shades, and I I wasn't impressed. You got and so turned on, you had to turn it off. I, oh my god, I still can't, <laughs> and I still can't finish. Mirror. Yeah, I still can't finish. And then I had to go watch the episode of Black Mirror with the prime minister. <laughs> Screws a pig on television. <laughs> uh, Steven has a, a direct question to you, Roz. Yeah. It said that, Roz, you said both of your lungs collapsed when you were younger. Mm-hmm. How did it happen? Uh, it was something called spontaneous pneumothorax. And it, it was a problem that I had, an existing condition that I had, that I was really the poster child for, but no doctor in my life ever told me that I was a candidate to have this. And what happens is, is I, I grew so fast when I was younger mm-hmm. that the inside of my rib cage, the, where the your lungs are stuck to your inside of your rib cage, and my, my ribs and lungs grew at different rates. So when there was air pockets in between my ribs and my lungs, and for most of my life, I could always feel bubbles popping in my chest, and I just thought it was normal. Mm. Never even never asked anybody about it. Thought it was completely normal. And then uh, once too many bubbles burst at the same time, your lung just detaches from the inside of your rib cage and Jeez, fully man. just collapses. And then so I had one lung collapse, and then I went to the hospital, and they put a tube in you, and then they operated. And then two days later, my other lung collapsed. And so they had to put a tube in and then operate. It was all emergency procedures. It was crazy. And then I developed a massive infection. And that year, I missed fall. I went into the holy. I went into the hospital the day after film festival. So whenever that is, uh, September, middle of September, beginning yeah. of September. And I came out of the hospital back home and recovered from the infection. And it was the end of November. Holy cow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was almost, it was almost the beginning. You have a scar? It was almost the beginning. Of I have scars everywhere. I have little scars yeah. everywhere. That's why I have no feeling in my chest. Because when they cut me, they hit nerves, too many nerves. And so if like, um, if Catherine is, has put her head on my chest and she like tickles my chest, I always put my hand on her hand to stop her. And uh, because it feels like if you tickled somebody's chest with a piece of paper over it. So I can feel the pressure, mm. but I can't feel the sensitivity. Right. So it feels weird to me. Oh, wow. But it was you a condition. Do you still have your lungs or do you have like metal ones? I still have my lungs. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're my lungs. They just re-stick them to the top of Why your- Why would they take uh, as the perfectly your... good lungs out and put metal ones in? Yeah. Oh, because they collapsed. So I didn't know if no, they No, they're still good. They're, they're still inflatable. They just fell. Like your chin. <laughs> 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 jiggle, jiggle. <laughs> Now I have to go lock myself in the bathroom. <laughs> uh, Maddie Bradley asks, what's one thing or tradition that you missed most from your childhood? Oh, Mocha, you have so many of these, I'm sure. Uh, yes, Friday night Chinese food that my dad, uh, Vern, used to bring home. Uh, I'd be fast asleep, and he used to work, oh, frig, man, late. Because my yeah. dad, I can't He did remember. all the jobs, right? He did so many. Yeah. At one point, he had like three jobs at the same time, just like to, to support the family, right? Yeah. And on Friday nights, I think it was, uh, so bless you, during the day he would work at a bank as an accountant. And then I think he did during the afternoon, 
He was a driving school instructor. Like a driver's ed teacher. Driver's ed. Yeah. And then at night, then he would come home, have dinner, and head back out. And at night, he was working overnight at like uh, as a parking attendant. Right. And on Friday nights, he would head to Chinatown, grab Chinese food for the family, and come home. And my mom used to wake me up, mm-hmm. whatever time it was, and we'd all... Go downstairs to the kitchen, and we'd eat Chinese food together, and I'd go back to sleep. So you're totally going to do this with your kid? Oh, my God, yeah, okay. of course. Okay, it was good. actually that. Now that I think about it, that's where I learned to love uh, wonton noodle soup. Is it? Because he would always bring that home for yeah, me. You should yeah. do that. You should do that. I love that stuff, and I'm a big fan of taking those things that meant so... Like, they, they were just the mundane kind of things, but you realize when you're older how much those things mean to you. Yeah. And your dad, believe me, your dad would cry all weekend if you told him in a couple of years that you and Cruz did Friday Night Chinese food. Oh, man, yeah, he I'm would. telling you, he would. He yeah, would. for sure. Because it just means so much, right? And it, yeah. and it validates all his hard work. Yeah, You totally. know, that, like, those little things meant so much. Yeah, which of is course. which is great. A uh, thing that I missed when I was a kid, we didn't. I mean, I had a pretty normal, you know, I had a pretty normal upbringing, and I, I miss the openness that you you had then. I'll tell you one thing that was great was we had a rule that when we were at the dinner table, there was no holds barred on conversations or language. Meaning oh, yeah? we could we could talk about anything and not be judged and no punishment, whatever. And you could say anything. You could swear. You could do all this stuff. But nobody took advantage of it. It just it just brought out these extremely frank conversations. Really? And everybody. And, and sometimes these dinners would last three and four hours um, because we would just be talking stuff through with my with my mom and dad. It was awesome. Oh, wow. Like it was really, really great. So like that sort of dinner table thing was sacred ground, mm-hmm. but also full of profanity, yeah. which was just, <laughs> which was incredible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Maury, before we go, anything? Uh, yeah, I, I miss when my dad was working late and not coming home and he would call and I get to open like a can of Chef Boyardee and have it for myself. <laughs> Fair enough. So, <laughs> it's one of those little things. One so of those I guess things. I miss my dad not coming home. Right. Yeah. You miss your dad not coming home. Actually, here, let's end on this. If, yeah. uh, uh, this is from Be Free Like Freed Up. If you could do one thing every single day, what would it be? Jiggle W. Maury's double chin. <laughs> 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 Wherever it is you get the Ross and Mocha Show podcast from, please leave a rating and or review, and we will catch you on episode 53. Thanks for listening to the Ross and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com or on the KISS 92.5 app. I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season 6, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada, within about 12 months. So she was scared. Something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency.